0: O que é a vida? É o princípio da morte. O que é a morte? É o fim da vida.
1: Three cinephiles have come together to bring you strong opinions, controversial statements, epic battles, and plenty of fun. Introducing our host, The man who watches 52 movies a week, drinks 52 beers a movie, loves women, but hates the woman. From the foreign land of Canada, our host, Mood616. He is widely known as the man who talks too much. His worst enemies are Postmaster Pete and Wee Herman. He said Hellraiser was overrated and Leprechaun Orgy wouldn't suck. He's the full-blooded half-Mexican jp finally we have the man who doesn't talk enough he is best friends with sean s cummingham his favorite horror movie is gummo he is your favorite jew and mine Jeremy. together they are known for extending a helping hand to vampircons everywhere. They are the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror.
0: Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 115 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Coffin Joe, also known as Moods. And of course, I got my two interns by my side, Donut Shop J, aka JP. And of course, we got the Jew, Jeremy. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Episode. I'm sick. It sucks, dick. Oh, (laughs) fuck! I've been sick for like the last three shows. I know it's crazy. I know, man. The fucking strands this year, man. Starting early. It's bad. Real bad. It's like super AIDS, man. It is like super AIDS. (laughs) Keeps evolving, bro. That's what I feel like, man. It's like headaches in and out. My throat, my throat started hurting today. After two weeks, yeah. that even—that's not right. That's not right. Well, I'd rather be sick than
2: have to listen to
0: Jerry. So it's all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: man, I,
0: I swear to God, Jeremy, you keep, you keep fucking, you know, tearing into Jerry the way you are. He's going to keep feeding you those violent shit films, man. He got, well, he got you good, man.
2: Well, the only thing filing shit about filing the filing shit trilogy is the filing shit that I'm going to take on Jerry's face after he makes me watch. Oh, there so. it is.
1: There it is. Incorporating <laughs> the title awesome. of the film. Nice. I like. But that. but I could I could totally see Jerry being like, you know what? I'm going to pay you guys a thousand dollars to make sure I I uh, pick what Jeremy watches for the next three years, <laughs> just because just out of spite. Because he oh. talks so much shit. <laughs> oh. if
2: he didn't suck so much, I wouldn't. All he had to do was fucking mention me in the fucking iTunes review, and he wouldn't be in this situation. But that no good douchebag, cocksucker motherfucker just had to fucking no. not mention me. Just had to not mention me.
0: Man. That's, that's a insane. battle. That's a battle. Whew. That was some crazy shit. Yeah. Fuck, man. This has been the shittiest week ever. And then to top it off, gotta throw it out there. Rest in peace to Tom Petty. What the yeah. fuck, man! Like, uh, today, wait, was, I'm, today I'm, seeing,
1: he- I'm seeing people post that he's not dead.
2: That's, that's. I think there's like conflicting reports out there. Yeah, I think it's been no.
1: Re- I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that like the new report says that he's on in like critical condition, and the the. And I mean the, I, I don't know for sure but I'm pretty sure uh, from what I seen recently is that they got it wrong at first that he wasn't actually dead yet
0: well the reports I heard is that he was on life support and they pulled the plug so maybe it is CBS
1: News reported four hours ago
0: you know what they LAPD are LAPD yeah. clarifies it cannot confirm Tom Petty's death yeah you're right that all the reports have changed like drastically well i haven't i haven't been on line here in the last couple <laughs> hours but everything's different here man so well, what if wikipedia
2: f- says he's not dead then that must be the truth so.
0: well Great. it's funny because wikipedia did say it earlier <laughs> it literally did it did that's crazy well if he is rest in peace tom P- i hope he's not maybe he can pull through but
2: i heard he's brain dead so he's pretty much dead anyway yeah
0: that's ridiculous that's so sad man that's so sad yeah. that is sad it that made me really sad because it was one guy I always wanted to see have been such a huge Tom Petty fan my whole life and that was just really not good news to hear today
2: <laughs> this is a shitty day also it's like one of the worst our thoughts and prayers days. go out
0: to uh, the
1: people affected in Vegas see I can't even do stuff like this
0: and that yeah, was look my at and, you. and that was my next thing and holy Christ man what the fuck happened there our thoughts and prayers go to everybody that was affected by that horrific shooting in Las Vegas. It's absolutely tragic, man. It's ridiculous. I don't want to get too much into it, but I'm just mm-hmm. I'm so tired of hearing about things like this because they're just so senseless and wow. wow. And, you know, it, it's, it really puts things into perspective like, you know, I wake up this morning to that news and Aaron's like, man, two of my clients are there and no one had heard from them since last night. And then she, you know, got, you know, she sent some messages out in the morning that she was okay, but no one knew she's okay or not it's like it's just so crazy and we were literally stay we we stayed at mandalay bay last time we were in vegas a couple months ago that same hotel where the guy was shooting out of and i'm just like man it puts things in perspective you know like it could have been there you know it's such a scary world man really really scary the
1: the ufc said that they're gonna donate a million dollars to the families affected which i thought was pretty cool yeah
2: yeah i heard like you know me i'm a new news junkie so i've been watching tv all day before we came on uh i think
1: they said that uh, he shot that's, like that's he, why he can't get any of his patreon reviews done he's like I've been watching news all yeah, day i've been watching cnn all day <laughs>
2: whenever these things happen you know it's it, it it's heartbreaking but uh you know it, it it goes up there with sandy hook for sure it's fucking just all of them are terrible but you know i, I don't think anything will pass sandy hook in terms of just. Yeah, man, it, shitty things. But this is pretty shitty. Like he fucking, he had tw- he had sixteen guns in his room, and he basically was just fucking targets in real life. That's what it is. It was targets in real life.
0: It yeah, was fucking standard. High
2: above, and he was just picking people off, just like targets. It's fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's some absolute crazy shit, man. Like, I see. I I read a post. Do you like, know what he used? Uh, I know he had a... It was automatic.
2: He had a lot of automatic weapons because, like, uh, reports are saying like it was, like, 10 minutes of, like, nonstop shooting and that's how he killed 60 people and he shot, like, 530. That's insane. 530 people got shot. That's
1: fucked up. (laughs) That's that's another level, honestly. Like, nobody's even come close to doing
0: that. It's actually a miracle that more people didn't die or that haven't, you know, I guess... Yeah, you know, and and that's
1: with that's with a lot of the the shootings that you see like the for it's it's insane to think that so many people are, are tough and make it through that when they're shot because a lot of times you see these shootings and it's like the injured outweighs the dead by a lot which is great you know mm-hmm. obviously nobody should die or, or anything like that but you know people are people are brave and pull through that shit too you know like if if you know I, there's amazing stories that come out of these of of the yeah. will to survive people, and stuff like people, that people's fucking the
2: saving people that they don't know and stuff like that you know it's just crazy and like <clears throat> i think this won't this one's a little bit different i think uh it will go up there with Columbine is one of the more talked about ones just because it's just
0: it's it's <laughs> so many people got fucked up and that's kind of and that's kind of the problem too today like i was i really just kind of got off facebook i i just was tired of reading about things because it was so damn depressing but it's like everything is just publicized as the biggest mass shooting in u.s history and it's just man like just hearing that is just the worst thing ever it always has to be compared to the last one even though theoretically it is body count wise and injury wise and stuff but it's like, man, those are the things you just don't want to hear, and it's just so over-publicized, and it's just crazy. Like, I well, not, it, it, the... It,
1: the problem is, dude, is that it definitely, most definitely, the type of people that do this are not the people who are you and me. Like, they're, they're the people who, for whatever reason, want to go down glorified like that. In you know, to them, you know, mm-hmm. like they, like everybody from Columbine on, you know, they wanted. Their name. They to, want. To, they, they, they want this reaction. They literally want this reaction. Yeah. Right. Um. <clears throat> otherwise, if they just had a death wish, they would just kill themselves. Like they. They yeah, want to. Yeah. They want to. Uh.
0: You Put know, mark on American history and. In, in yeah. Way, yeah.
1: Right? And and it sucks because like as a society we give them exactly that by everybody talking about it, including us right now. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know everybody you know it being a thing and it sucks it it really does because at the same time you have to shed light on these issues and things like that but it just sucks that they get what they want every time
0: yeah it's crazy how it affects you know it just goes through how small the world is too i mean there was there was a couple canadians that were killed in there too and you know it's just you know you all i already heard of people that you know you know that were that knew these people and stuff i'm like this is like such a small world like it gets around so quick you know it's like, ugh, you just can't take anything for granted, man. It's just insane. It's insane, mm-hmm. man. It really is. It's it just, man, the last three days have been just so overwhelming for me. Like, ugh, man, I, I don't even want to get into it. But this has been just, <laughs> like, the worst start to October ever. It really has been. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is very, very sad, man. It's unfortunate these things have to happen, and so many lives are affected. It's ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, let's absolutely. get into... Let's get into a, a lighter note. Um, we do have some Patreon business that we need to. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, you guys know, every month we're gonna have uh, some sort of giveaway on Patreon, even if only to make exploding heads look bad, um, because they say that they-, <laughs> they, t- they told us to stop doing it. So we're gonna keep doing it. And uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But anyway, wow. uh, this week I have um, this month. Uh, I was giving away two copies of the Phantasm DVD collection uh, which is put out by USA Entertainment like I said if you donate to the Patreon at uh, I believe $3 and above you're automatically entered so any, any perk under $3. Next month we're gonna do the giveaway based on like if you dollar amount. So like if if you donate five dollars, you get five uh, entries. If you donate six dollars, you get six entries. That that type of thing. Mm. Um. So so uh, yeah, that's what we'll do next month. But this month, it's equal fair. Uh, everybody gets a equal shot. So uh, just to list off the people that um, contributed this. This month we have Brandon Orlick from Exploding Heads, but he honestly, guys, he said that he he wants to be uh, disqualified or omitted from the giveaway. So, uh, you know, we will uh, respect his request. Uh, Michael Fisher coming in big this this month. Thank you, homie. Um, We really, really appreciate that donation, and uh, he picked an interesting film that we're going to do later this month. So, uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, Derek also asked to be removed i believe uh from the contests um but we thank you for your support homie you're awesome matt john kowski and uh yeah thank you homie fan of eli thank you fan of eli uh marco awesome edgar sanchez uh trin who is actually not making us watch stuff even though he picked that tier he's like cool with i um, just just helping out. So thank you Trin. uh Mark L- Latham uh, Sam Edwards. Thank you, Sam Jonathan Watkins uh, Joey Plesh, Dustin Baker Andrew Schroyer uh, Andy Zavala Glenn Beresford, Kill the cast which is Jerry James Cox Terry Rolfe Blaine Bartlett Dub doubles Michael Kemp action Jackman and Matt Wells. Thank you guys uh, for donating, and uh, you guys will be entered in the random drawing, which I'm going to do right now. So, uh, the first winner, and also, make sure you guys send me your address. Uh, give me about a month, at least, to get this out. Uh, just, just you know, just just give me that time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's go. The first winner is Matt Jan- Janowski. Moot. So Matt. Thank you, Matt. Congrats. And uh the second winner here, let me go back when we re-randomize. Is Dustin Baker. Again. Dustin Baker wins stuff from us all the time. <laughs> yes, Jerry
2: did and win. Oh that guy win. does win all the time. Jerry what the hell?
1: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this shit is uh, not
0: rigged. <laughs> this is not rigged. <laughs> no,
1: absolutely not. I would never do that, just so you guys know. Uh, yeah. Dustin Baker and who did I say the first one was? Matt, Matt. Jovan Matt Janowski. Jo- Janowski we always say his name wrong but it's cool um, <laughs> so uh, you guys PM me and I'll send out these Phantasm sets uh, I got and, some stuff for October and Jeremy already has some stuff for uh, I guess it'll be November 1st drawing uh, so awesome awesome and uh, I do want to say that With the help from the Patreon We actually were able To pay the website for Two years So we'll at least have the website for another two years And we were able to pay the domain for a year uh, So thank you guys very much This is the first time that we didn't have to pay Out of pocket It feels wonderful uh, to not have to pay Like I'm being honest Like that. That is one of my Number one goals when we started Um paying things i was like one day i hope we can have this stuff paid for us which would be really nice you know
2: yeah but in return i have to watch the filing shit films yeah 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 fucker
1: yeah (laughs) so uh besides that i did get everybody's picks for the next month so uh i I got mine Moods got his Uh, jeremy cried about the ones that he got um for a long time from last night till today but he said he's gonna do them so, he'll he'll do them. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Patreon... Uh, the only other thing that I want to say is we did add the video commentary option. Uh, so if you guys want to make us watch something... Uh, I can tell you right now, Jeremy sometimes sends videos of his commentaries while he's watching stuff like violent shit. And I think it's hilarious. Uh, that would probably oh, no, be... no, no, no.
2: That shit is literally <laughs> hilarious in that fucking movie. Like... <laughs> it makes no sense like it's playing a tune it's like do 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 but then it gets to the end of the track and there's like a beat of silence and then it repeats itself and it starts over from the beginning of the soundtrack it's fucking retarded
1: <laughs> so yeah you'll hear stuff like that like if like if you guys want us to cover a film that we've covered on the podcast like children the like one two or something good like halloween or something bad like Howling 7
0: or a Leprechaun in the Hood oh, but that doesn't uh, tell me watching Children of the Corn Part 2 again Oh, yeah yeah. Lord.
1: so uh, you guys that, that that perk is available up there remember anybody who supports the Patreon for uh, three months on that fourth month you will get a additional what we watched credit <laughs> uh, so I believe Jerry that's how he made <laughs> Jeremy watch uh, three violent shit films Um for this month so it's horrible yeah that that's that's the uh, patreon and the, the only other thing that i had here besides the patreon guys and you know obviously thank you guys so much for the support uh we're actually gonna try to do like an, a real live stream this month with all three of us hopefully we can plan it out and you guys are invited to hang out and and chill or even join the call uh but I'm just 1%. saying, if Jerry
2: shows up this time, I'm not coming on. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I had, cannot talk. to him I had a few people off, message so. me, like, "Why? Where, uh, wh- why? Why were you on the Patreon thing?" And I was like, "I couldn't do it, man. I was like, what the fuck? Who's this Jerry guy?"
1: <laughs> yeah, we're very, we're very <laughs> He's got kind of it. funny planning yeah. things it kind of sucks like wh- I just realized like oh shit there's only two days left in our- in September and we're supposed to do one of these at least a month so, so uh, watched, I watched like, on I, I don't
0: know knew- I-, I think I watched like 20-25 minutes of it or something I was you know just before I was going to do something and I heard you guys talking about when we were scrapping about TCM4 and Jerry's just like, man, I, I think I'm just gonna. If I was on there, I'd just start agreeing <laughs> with moods, everything he says because he's just going so hardcore. He's like, yeah, he's become so aggressive with his arguing and shit. I'm like, did I scare you, Jerry? did i scare you you scared me <laughs> and i'm used to it the way you said he's it, like i would just agree with um, "Hey, like, okay, man cool
1: <laughs> but yeah it was uh so I, I was just like hey anybody any patreon listeners who uh donated want to hop on uh the the live stream call and and jerry raised his hand and said he would He would hop on and and it'll probably be in him. So we we kicked it for a bit and and went way longer than I wanted to. I was supposed to start pre recording thirty one days of horror videos and then it ended up being like two and a half hours. Oh so nobody
0: else joined that call the whole time you're on there? No, it was just me and Jerry. Oh, okay. But we
1: had a lot of uh we had a lot of um responses Um, um, and questions um, um. and stuff like that. Mm. I think I only said um like once or twice, but okay. Uh, So, yes, Uh, the other thing that I wanted to say is Mike Fisher, uh, he actually – I was watching one of his videos, one of his live Facebook videos where he was putting away his movie collection, and I was like talking to him a bit, and he said that he wanted to start a podcast, and then he asked me – I was like, yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you some tips and stuff on, on what to do. And Don't tell me you're
2: doing like, another podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't. I can't even keep up this month, dude. I'm I'm swamped right now. Um, but he did ask me, like, you know, some tips for a new person who wants to get into podcasting. And I actually think he's really funny, and I think that he can hold a conversation because he was doing this Facebook Live video, and I found it entertaining. I was watching it at work. And it was just him talking about his movie collection and putting them away and answering questions and stuff like that. So I was like, this guy could probably be a podcaster. And I've told many people throughout time that, hey, you should start a podcast. Like I was mentioning this to Jerry the other day, but a lot of people like don't want people to podcast because they don't want to have like competition or like more people in their thing that they're doing. But like me, I'm like Hey, you should start a podcast. Hey, you should start a podcast because I see how much joy I get out of it. And I want other people to experience it as well, especially if they're interested in it. It's a great way to express yourself. But I would give just a little bit of tips. Like, For one, it's a lot easier if you have somebody that's going to produce it. Like, If you're going to take on the producer role, then... uh, you have to put more effort into it you have to have more time stuff like that you also want to find somebody as a host who is reliable i assume you want to do a multiple person cast uh you don't want to you don't want to have people who uh have bad scheduling like because scheduling is is half the battle when it comes to podcasting and if you have somebody who's working flip shifts all the time like that's probably not going to be a good person to podcast with Uh, You look at the Cinema Attack who recently went under, and it was mostly scheduling issues. So if you 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 know don't start a podcast with somebody who might have scheduling problems going forward, Uh, you really don't need like an amazing mic to start. But if you want to get a good mic, I recommend the Snowball, which is cheaper than the Yeti. Which we all three have the Yeti, but uh, the Blue Snowball is cheaper and it is. It is very solid. Derek uses the Snowball. Carly uses the Snowball. Well, we all know Derek uh, likes the Snowball, so it's no wonder why he <laughs> uses the Snowball. It, 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 it's very affordable. It's very affordable. Uh, recording equipment, I use Total Recorder. If you have Mac, you would use something else. But, you know, it, it, there's tons of different ways you can record and, and things like that reach out to some hosts other people who are interested in podcasting and just start something if you just want it to be simple come up with a concept uh you don't have to do something amazing you could do something simple like just review one film or two films or a theme or not review films at all just talk about horror uh there's plenty of different things that you could do for podcasting but really all you need is a mic skype and recording software and you can get all of that for under a hundred dollars and you're set man and do it and find a way to to upload it to either youtube if you're going to upload to youtube you might not want to put copyrighted stuff in there because sometimes i could get you into trouble or (laughs) Uh, sometimes – the, the the copywriting system works way better now than it did when YouTube – when yeah, I got it, on You don't even
0: get strikes anymore, man. I just got another one and it's like – and it even says, "Oops, you're not in trouble. They just monetize you and you're take, they're taking all the money from you. Boom, which is a good who. system
1: because before they couldn't do that. They couldn't yeah. send the monetization to the person who actually owns it, which – this works way better because it's like, oh, well, now anybody can can
0: I was, put up their thing and get paid for it. I was really shocked too, actually, what I got flagged on, or not flagged, but what what I got hit on was the uh, the monologue from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. <laughs> I
1: was like, really. It is really random,
0: like, what stuff gets flagged,
1: like, in like, my house
0: house video. But it was weird. It was like, the person that was flagging it was DJ something, and it must have been, like, because I think there's a little bit of music at the end of where the TCM is, or something like that. I, I don't know what it is, but that, I don't think it was the actual monologue. It was the little bit of music that was in the background, and I'm like, that's crazy, because there's other parts where there's it's, full, it's it's way more full blown in there, and it just didn't even seem like it should have been flagged at all. It's crazy. I kept mm-hmm. like playing it back, and I was like, "This, this is so bizarre, really, really bizarre." So, but it was, it wasn't even like the original composer. It was like DJ something. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so weird. I, could, oh, that's I, I, I couldn't but... put my, I couldn't put my head around it. But I, you know, I another tip too. Um, I would probably, I would probably go against getting yourself your own Jew on your show. They tend to be a big problem. <laughs> You know, exploring yeah. heads has the problem with theirs, and then this show with Jeremy, he's a little mm-hmm. little pipsqueak bitch. And, sometimes, I, and, so. I, and I and
2: I suck at this, so that's <laughs> another like, reason why you know <laughs> I'm so. not
0: any
1: good. So you don't want somebody who's not good. So. Listen, there's a lot of bad podcasts out there. More are bad than not. So you know, just, I, I think but they, but here's the thing: if mm. you have a bad podcast, you're not doomed, dude. Everybody gets better. Like. My YouTube videos sucked so bad. So bad. Like, they're cringy. Well, some people get better. Jeremy
0: seems to be on that same level. It's crazy. Well, Well,
1: some people never never get better. But, I mean, (laughs) if you try hard – Jeremy doesn't try hard either. If you try hard and put effort in, you're going to get better. And even this show has gotten way better, you know what I mean? Like, from when we first started – Like somebody mentioned the other day that they started from episode one. I I was like, "Ah!" I was like scared, you know, even though I I make it out way worse than it is because other people have told me, like, oh, I went back and listened. It wasn't that bad.
0: I can't even remember what the show sounded like. I actually I do this thing. It was like,
1: all
2: right, what's going on, everyone out there on the interwebs? That
0: sounded exactly like it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Even the audio
2: quality
1: dropped. (laughs)
0: That's so funny.
1: (laughs) Good shit. Good shit. All right. Yeah, that's uh, sort of my tips. I mean, if you guys have anything to add. My
0: my honest tip, though, would be just take pride in trying to make it sound good. I think that's – honestly, that's one of the biggest problems that I have with a lot of shows is – it's just the quality sometimes. Like, I mean, every show has See, just, Every show's going to have its audio <laughs> problems. None of these shows are going to be produced unless they're produced, like, in a big studio and stuff, which that would entail it sounding really, really good and stuff. We record through Skype and these other various ways and stuff. So you're going to have, um, qual- you know, audio limitations, uh, you know, here and there and stuff. But at the end of the day, just take pride in that. Like, don't try to. I mean, obviously, our shows at first were like that. But, you know, you grow, too. But. You know, if you can, right from the start, just take a pride in that and just try to work on getting out the best sounding product. Don't rush it out. Um, That's my biggest thing. I'll I'll listen to some shows and I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. Like, this is so bad. Really, really (laughs) bad. I,
1: I actually completely disagree with this. And here's why. So, me. As long as the audio is unlike legible, like you can well not legible, but it, as long as you can understand what they're saying and it's not muffled or or like super cutting out or anything, I have no issues. And, and I I talked to Watson about this the other day because Watson produces his stuff with top quality audio, and I hate it. Be and and the reason I hate it is because his shows are like. Half a gigabyte big, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "What the? Heck? It's audio. Yeah. What? Like, dude, my movie, like, like I would my video that I uploaded today was only 330 some megabytes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, a podcast is is double that, and yeah. I, and this is ours now. But well, lots can, of things- my phone doesn't hold that much space is the problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's a huge deal when you're limited on space. Like, I can only download one podcast at a time. I hate that. I like, I like having like six or seven on my phone.
0: I think Watson's a little bit of an exceptional because he does a solo cast. Um, to be honest, Ben, if I was doing a solo cast too, I would probably overproduce the shit out of it too because it's, it's just you. You have no one else to blame but yourself, right? Well, yeah, yeah it's more of like a, a um, sort of... Uh, like spectacle like
1: show yeah. like it's more of like a yeah i understand that well, see, too, I, but, I understand why he does it you, though too
0: he puts my all those thing interludes is if you just things. drop
1: the audio quality a little bit yeah. you're saving like like literally like the difference between recording it like 64 megabytes per second versus like something a little bit lower is like is so, it's like almost like 40 percent difference in, in size mm mm-hmm. I just yeah. made that number up. I don't even well, sure. I
0: mean, <laughs> it, it depends what you're putting in there, too. Like, the length of the show helps, too, right? Um, yeah. You know, obviously, shorter show's is going to be smaller and stuff like that, too. But just depending on what program you're using and things. But like I said, though, if you're doing a solo cast, I mean, chances are you're, you need to keep it fresh in there, too. You have to have, like, those interludes and, you know, kind of have those things in there and stuff. And... I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me, though, that his show sounds like that, because if you're doing it by yourself, you you want to put out the best thing. Like I said, you have no one else to fall back on. It's all on you, but, but then again, you have Here's the time. an example, dude. Because he puts episode out his show every... So episode often.
1: 106, which was uh, the long-ass Exploding Heads episode that we did with the top 10 of uh, 1968. That one was five hours and 44 minutes, and it <laughs> only is 236 megabytes.
0: <laughs> so how big was the show? How how big was the TCM one that I that I did? That one was I think that one was really fucking big, man, cuz it was like 6 hours. <laughs> I, I don't
1: know. know. Jason said well, one of the episodes Jason couldn't even upload in time before he had to go to work because it was so big.
0: <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> man. That's crazy. Unreal. Hmm. so that's the way it goes i
1: guess (laughs) anyway uh that's kind of that's kind of it for the tips that i have but
0: do you have anything else no no that's it but just do it just do it (laughs) why not the world you know the world definitely needs more podcasts
1: (laughs) yeah and uh also listeners out there tonight uh this is going to be a little bit different of a show we haven't done one like this in a while but basically we're, we're like very short on time this week we had tons of difficulties even we almost didn't even have an episode this week uh so we ran into a bunch of problems and in life and basically we had to uh limit our recording time so we're gonna so have a little bit of a about shorter 40 minutes show
2: talking about podcast tips
1: and yeah, I didn't waste anything. It's a question.
2: Know, I'm
1: just joking. <laughs> relax. But, uh, yeah, so this is going to be a little bit of a shorter
0: show, guys. I, I, I just find it so priceless when Jeremy's telling people to relax. Fuck, that cracks me up, man.
1: Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good
0: shit. So, yes, we are going to – we're actually going to skip right through the news because um, that's usually like the longest part of the show kind of thing. So, yeah, we're gonna fuck news this week, man. We're gonna jump into box office brawl, talk just a little bit about that, and then we're gonna skip right ahead into the dub 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 portion of the show. <laughs> so dub dub dub. <laughs> so we might as well just get rid right into this box office brawl right now. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. And Jeremy, you ready to go?
2: Ding ding. Yeah, let's go. So, I forgot what we were talking about before. Uh, We were doing Friend Request and Flatliners, if I stand corrected. Yep. So, let's pull this up. Friend Request. So, this film didn't... This film didn't do very good, um, (laughs) to say the least. Which is disappointing, because it's actually... A pretty okay movie uh, it opened up in 2,573 theaters and it made a total of $2,002,863 <sighs> $2, so $2,863 above 2000000 <laughs> dude we were way off on this one and the entire run so far it has made 3411000
1: man that's brutal that's brutal uh, this was a film that was Damn. scheduled to get a VOD release last year and got pulled from it's VOD release because they thought that they might be able to put it in theaters and do decent um, oh, it definitely didn't do decent it definitely didn't do decent uh, our guesses was Jeremy with 12 million Moods with 15 and I said 10.5 million <laughs> so uh, I mean, I, 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 you guess,
0: know, I'm giving up here man I'm terrible at this game <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking horrible. No, I'm still far off all the well, time. Well, you're not
1: you're not doing that bad. You're tied with Jeremy or you're t- well, if I'm tied with Jeremy, well, look, I'm doing terrible. You're winning with Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh so I would get the point from from both of you guys, uh meaning I am now 3 to 2 to moods and with Jeremy, I am 5 to 2 and with and moods versus and and actually let's see mood jeremy would get that point versus moods so it's now two to two
0: Ah, with moods fucking hell (laughs) so that movie did absolutely horrible yeah that did dreadful (laughs) man that's bad
1: it's kind of
0: you know know what you know what happened there though it took all the shine well, it
1: passed. I, it, I don't even it, think it, it that. Passed, dude I, I think it had terrible marketing. Like well, I didn't see. It passed Victor anything.
2: Frankenstein for the lowest opening gross for a film playing in over twenty five hundred theaters.
0: Yeah, I think. I think you're right, though. I think it did have bad marketing, but th- this is crazy, though. Like, didn't it after a week of being a number two go back to number one? Yeah. So mm-hmm. explain that to me. Like, I, I don't remember last it time I saw a film. One Nothing came out. <laughs> is that what it is? Like, it just was up against nothing, and it just happened to. Oh, American another...
2: Made came out. That movie was pretty good. I saw it today,
1: actually. So, it it's actually. Decent. It's still American, American, what? American Made. The Tom Cruise movie? Oh, Jesus. This is. And you're complaining about Patreon. You got time uh-huh. to go see to Tom Cruise movies. That was good, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tom you know has this, bigger you know this than you. Busy, you.
1: You know, this is our busiest month of the year. Let's see
2: you fucking hang out of a plane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker hangs on a plane. Dude, I would totally
1: gear. go skydiving, so I don't even want to hear That's it.
2: That's not even skydiving. He's literally hanging off the side of the fucking plane.
1: Oh, I'm sure he's in so much danger.
2: Well, he got fucked up on his last movie, so yeah, I would assume so. He's got told
0: you <laughs> on his side, man.
1: Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, firm request did awful.
1: Um, way under our expectations. Way, way under. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow, that was that was terrible. Do we have anything this week or is that just it? Oh well, we have flatliners. We have flatliners that, that came out this week too. <laughs>
2: flatliners <laughs> bombed just as bad as Friend Request. Not okay. as bad, but because it had a ten million dollar b- but more budget than Friend Request, I say it's bombed just equally as bad. So Flatlanders opened up in two thousand Flatlanders? Flatlanders. Flatliners.
0: Flatliners. <laughs> flatliners. <laughs>
2: Ah oh, shit. Opened up in two thousand five hundred and fifty-two theaters. That's why I suck at podcasting. And it made a total of six million five hundred and seventy-four thousand three hundred and twenty-six dollars.
0: Dude, damn. dude, that is so bad. I know I don't know what's going on. Twenty five hundred like, and you're making six million? Holy shit. What was the budget on that
2: film? Dude, listen to this, Moods. But Friend Request was in the same amount of theaters and it
1: barely made $2 million. Yeah, Jeremy did the math. What was it per theater? No, that was Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers almost made more money than fucking flat from Friend Request.
2: (laughs) Jeepers Creepers 3 made... it opened up in six hundred and thirty five theaters for that one night and it made one million seven hundred and seventy three thousand seven hundred and sixty three dollars in six hundred and thirty five theaters for a grand total. Let's just round it up to one point eight million <laughs> divided by six thirty five and it made is that the right number of zeros Yep. Uh, two thousand eight hundred and thirty four dollars per theater.
1: So that's pretty good when you think about a movie ticket only being like ten bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a lot. It, it only played in like one to one two ni- One one to two showings per yeah. theater. My mine was sold out here. I didn't even know I was getting it. <laughs> like, well, that's a good thing. it Sucks.
0: Yeah. Well, but, I, uh, yeah. I saw the I saw the uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating on it. It was at zero. Like
2: yeah flatliners had zero. Flatliners, so that yeah. that
0: literally flatlined like
1: zero yeah. that's fucking dead in the water trust I, me every single every single news every single website is
0: using that same joke it has zero <laughs> fresh and 40 rotten oh i mean that that's a given joke man i, I mean that's just yeah but really like zero holy fuck man talk about uh, that that remake bombing i'm like it it's
1: <laughs> apparently it's a sequel
0: yeah, it's a sequel. Oh, it's actually a sequel.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, so have you have you seen it, Jeremy? Hell no. I have no yeah. interest. Um, I actually do have interest. I didn't think it looked that bad. I'm gonna probably go see it. Probably not this week because of um, Child's
0: Play, <laughs> but maybe the week after when when well, it's released. I'm it's really loving. There. I'm really loving this though. Like I, I flip on I flip on to Facebook here, and the first post I read. Uh Flatliners was fucking terrible. One out of ten. Or 1.5 out of ten, <laughs> I think it said. And I just burst out laughing right anyway. So you know, when you click on a Facebook, it automatically goes on the general feed. So I clicked into our face group and like the second post was ah, that one girl, she makes videos. I can't remember what her name is. But anyway, she had posted like a mini review of it. She just got back from Flatliners and it said, I loved it, eight out of ten. And I just burst out laughing. I was like, Holy <laughs> fuck, man, how do you go from like one and a half to eight out of ten?
1: <laughs> well, like, first of all, anybody who says one and a half, I I instantly question question yep.
2: them. I mean that one that and is, a half is so low. Yeah, I, I get anybody that too. who says mother is a one point five out of ten is a fucking dumbass retard. I I, I
1: mean. I don't, don't want to call somebody that but I have a hard time disagreeing <laughs> with you I'll say it. because even if you yeah. don't like the subject matter even if you don't like the narrative like it's a beautiful looking movie well that's so. the thing it's also
0: directed by Darren Arnaz. you know the you know the film isn't going to be poorly you know you can't done. Even it's say it's not going to be poorly shot he he's unable to direct a 1.5 exactly. like he
1: could be 95 years old with fucking a missing I and still and still direct over a 1.5 yeah some I'm, people just talent weren't talented
0: oh exactly exactly i mean it, it, the the you know the exact same thing is going for um fucking call to chucky right now which is totally unfortunate we didn't even bring this up but i think call to chucky kind of got murdered a little bit um
1: dude i actually was gonna bring that up and then i was like oh we better keep the show short but apparently i think don mancini was on shockwaves this is just what somebody told me but apparently he said that over like over a million people downloaded it in the week of that leak
0: yeah or, I, or, or watched it illegally I, I which I is do- it is just a terrible situation it, that doesn't surprise me, man, because it seemed like the second it was yeah, online but all, illegally, we
2: saw people posting it in a Facebook page, dude. I, I've, seen, I've literally probably
1: seen a hundred people. I'll call out Zach, that motherfucker oh, for dude, illegally fucking stealing people. No, dude. it isn't even just Zach, dude. Like, I know, but he did it. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody I did. It. I didn't
0: steal. Fuck I didn't. Damn. I actually, I'm actually holding I my. I co- I'm actually holding my physical copy in my hand right now. I just, I just what? checked my mail. How the hell did you get a copy already? Uh, Amazon sent it to me, man. But I'll show you guys. Man. It's not tomorrow. even
2: out. I'm gonna go to Wally World tomorrow morning.
0: Well, I'm holding yeah. it. I'm holding it right now. But anyways, I didn't know it came with a lenticular cover. But I was one of the, I was one of the, you know, the people that didn't watch it illegally. <laughs> I wanted to wait for my copy. But uh, yeah, um, I, I couldn't it. believe it though, dude. It was. It seemed like two hours after it was out, it was like everybody and their dog had watched it. I was like, holy fuck, man! And again. It was the reviews instantly called. Or, uh, um, called Chucky is fucking terrible. Don't even bother checking. I'm like, oh my god! Not only does this thing leak, but everyone's giving it shit reviews. That, I'm like, well, oh, I, I seen I, I seen
1: completely mixed reviews, like uh, Leatherface. Like I, uh, I seen I seen about as many negative as I seen positive. But I yeah, will say this, man,
0: Leatherface. I think was conf- I think honestly confused a lot of people. From what I've been reading from people's reviews, I think people are like a little bit confused by it. Like, they they were definitely confused by who is Leatherface in the film, which is so much I don't know why everybody hate, hated that so much. Well, the th- they kind of tell you in the beginning of the film who it is. Like, I don't really... It's not like it's... Yeah, a, but, how would you not, how, but how would you not know that that dude would grow up to be that other dude? Well, I mean, I guess that's part of it, too. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the kid wasn't fat at the time in the, in the beginning part of the film. Yeah, but... But, <laughs> but I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, though... The thing is, though, it's like, man, dude, people, the first thing I kept reading was this film feels nothing like a chainsaw film. And I'm like, it's a fucking prequel. It's a leather well, face when he was a child. He's not going to be the Leatherface that you know him as for the whole film. It's a developing story. Of course, it's I mean, not going to be even, like your,
1: even that case. It it doesn't feel like a chainsaw film. No, 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 like, it
0: doesn't. But it's not supposed to either. It's it's an origin story. An origin story is going to have a different feel because it's a totally different story. It's it's what created <laughs> the Leatherface. Of course, it's going to be a different feel. And I had like absolutely no problem. I actually enjoyed that about it. That was one thing I enjoyed about it. But it's crazy, like how many people, yeah, are just I'm fine so disappointed, with disappointed, disappointed with the way the narrative went, uh, that it didn't feel like a chainsaw film. And, you know, even the fact that it was even an origin story, like, oh, it's crazy, man. It's
1: I I have beefs with beefs with it, too. But overall, I really enjoy it now to get back to this child's play thing. I I think this is a very important issue right now. And and maybe we'll talk about it more next week. But one thing that will absolutely cripple your film is if it leaks. Right. It's everybody knows that it's going to get pirated once it's released. Everybody knows that. Yeah every studio knows that there's going to be a certain level of of pirating that happens but to have your film leak before release date is just like it just kills movies like like i've heard people talk about this like it 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 can literally it can literally ruin your career essentially yeah and the reason is is because this film is actually and, – and honestly, guys, like this is – I've been wanting to let people know about this. This film is actually doing something different right now. One, the movie is being released on VOD and, and, and Blu-ray, you know, but then in like the same month, it's also premiering on network TV. It's on Netflix tomorrow too already. As well as Netflix at the same release date. Like these Netflix yeah. – like it – and if that would have been successful if if it would have broke records for Netflix which it honestly probably freaking would have did, did really 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 good on Netflix because everybody knows chucky it it could actually have helped this industry right it could have it could have made bigger deals for these direct to to Netflix titles that that's that definitely the bigger picture
0: yeah that's definitely and, the and big picture. And it's very but.
1: experimental because other, uh, as far as I know, n- no other major franchised film has done anything like this. No. And if it does not get, because like Netflix is purely based on hits, man, mm-hmm. because it's it's not monetized in with ads, right? So it's like if you if you if they buy a film to put on Netflix and they don't get the traffic that they want, that indicates people are having netflix to watch said child's play or something like that then it's going to it's going to hurt future deals um whether it be with something of this caliber or, or don mancini himself they look at stuff like that
0: well it's basically it, it doesn't
1: matter how many people liked your film when like a studio is not going to say well, you can't go to a studio and be like so many people wanted to see my film that that one million people stole it before it was released they're like okay that helps us how yeah. You know what I mean? That 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 doesn't that doesn't matter. Like they don't want to hear that your film was the most pirated film. That doesn't that's a negative thing to them. Um so I mean, it's like, it it's it, 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 it it it's
0: it's good and bad. I mean, it shows that there's interest in your film. No, it's
1: not good and bad at all. It's purely bad.
0: But I mean, there's, I'm, there's I'm just no looking way. at it from an I mean, I'm looking at it from what, an interest th- perspective. Like there there is yeah, people that are interested interest in your film. Mean to, to a studio, you know what I mean? But that's the problem with like this it, world, though. This is what killed. This is what killed the music industry, man. The fucking whole Napster thing destroyed the music industry, changed the entire music industry forever. I mean, early 2000s. I mean, there was no selling of records, man. It destroyed an entire... Industry, I mean, everything's digital now. Nobody gives a shit. Everyone fucking pirates everything. Um, mm-hmm. But what really sucks about this call—the call to Chucky, though—being um, leaked early, and of course, it's going to suffer. It really is, man. The, I mean, I, I think the DVD or the Blu-ray sales will be okay because no, mo- they're going
1: to—they're not going to do anywhere near. Dude, listen. No, you pro- know the They're, n- that they're buy probably this not. Film, right? They're
0: probably not going to do yeah. as good as they are. I mean, they'll do okay and stuff. But my biggest beef with this now is we might never get another Chucky film because of we'll,
1: this we'll, we'll definitely get another chucky film but it might not be like how they planned on doing it like one every two years or something like but that who,
0: who knows i mean man city might not be involved in this anymore it might who knows we don't really yeah, know the yeah. end end result of this but it does affect not only the industry but it, it affected this you know beloved franchise too and it's such, well, it's such the, a shame the that's, what, that's what hurts me man. It, right yeah
1: like the, the the if a film leaks before release like you can expect day one, every like there's, there's, hundreds of thousands of people that go every Tuesday to Walmart, right? That Walmart's are all across the country, and they buy the new releases, right? They they or they 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 check out that like if they see something like Chucky, like because let's be honest, like these hardcore horror fans are not the ones that are making Child's Play successful. It's that he's a known iconic character and. <laughs> the people that i work with just ca- casual movie watchers are the people that that really sell this this title that's it, why I curse chucky was so successful it's because
0: there's a lot now, more of them than there is of us it's always going to work like that right
1: exactly exactly so whenever i see people who are normal people who don't you know collect movies ask me if I seen the new cult of Chucky because they have the fire stick and they seen it like there was like five people that asked me if i seen the new Chucky film who do not watch horror do not really care about stuff like that but know that I like it and they said that they watched it on the fire stick or whatever mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like and that's that is that is a huge big problem because these are the people that probably would buy it because they're like, oh, look, there's a new Chucky out or something, and they use it for date night or something. That because every once in a while they'll do stuff like that. Like, and I'm not saying that like, like I'm not judging anybody. Like, like I think it's, <laughs> I think it's very small percent of people who have never streamed anything illegally, never downloaded anything illegally. Oh, uh, I, that number is super small, right? Like, I, w- like most people in this community have done it, but. The only thing that I ask, man, is that if you're a collector, pick up the Blu-ray. If you you know, if you already watched it and, you know, you you know you did like it or you didn't like it or whatever, maybe grab the Blu-ray on release date, maybe hit play a couple times on Netflix, like do something to kind of balance out the, the the like the the sin that we all committed as as a community when 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 maybe 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 completely ruining this film's release. Um I, I mean the amount of I think the amount of people watching Child's Play before its release is might be the most I've ever seen of anybody watch anything before release date. It. it was a lot of
0: people. Yeah, it was. I had a so ton many of people out people that me.
1: Shockwaves were like blocking people and saying if you post anything about watching Call of Chucky, like, you know, your post will be removed or you'll be banned or whatever like that. Like that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of people ask me if I watched it. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, I'll watch it when it's... Uh, but I got mine a day early. Check that out. But it's physical. <laughs> yeah, somebody,
1: I seen somebody got theirs yesterday, too. Crazy. So. um. Yeah. But yeah, if, if you've checked it out, man, and you, you checked it out illegally, you streamed it or whatever, like, I'm not mad at you, but maybe just, like, throw it a couple plays on, on Netflix or watch it when it premieres on AMC or, you know, try to keep those numbers up because it, it just helps the industry and who knows maybe call of chucky sucks really bad <laughs> but at the same time man like I, I, I like i know that it would probably suck to
0: be a filmmaker and this yeah it, it, a
1: nightmare a nightmare
0: those tv ratings are definitely going to be pretty shitty let's face it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so what do you so uh jeremy back to the box office brawl after that tangent tangent uh that's it well we didn't do the points. Okay, you have the fucking tallies, not me. Okay, well, I didn't know if you had anything else to say, dickhead. Nope. Fuckhead. Uh, So, Flatliners is. uh, What was the total of that? 6,574,000. Okay, so Moods was the closest with 9 million. Jeremy said
0: 20 million. I said 15.
1: I Uh, said 20? Yeah
0: fuck oh now yeah. who looks like an idiot man woo, 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 woo. <laughs> so, wow you were so, way off
1: <laughs> so I, I actually get another point versus jeremy so it is now <laughs> six to two in favor of me i lose a point versus moods uh so it is three to three again shit i'll fight up again and then gains a point on jeremy where he pulls ahead three to two yeah so um that is flatliners. Next week, we did already predict for Happy Death Day. Anybody feeling very unconfident in their in their uh, guesses right now? <laughs> nope. Uh, Mood says sixteen million. Uh, Jeremy says twenty-two million, and I said nineteen million.
0: No, I'm sticking with my sixteen. Because we know this movie's going to come in like six million
1: millioners. Yeah, you're, you're in a
2: very very good spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Blumhouse. I think I'll do all
1: right. Yeah, I, honestly, hopefully it what, does. I, what is the theater count on that one? I think that I think a lot more people are going to go see this one. I, I see the trailer everywhere. I see a lot of people talk about it. Uh, hell, Dan Chase posted the other day in cut to the Chase group where he was like, "Anybody excited about this?" And the, and there was a bunch of heads on there, like, yo oh, yeah, I can't wait to check it out. Looks cool."
0: So, um, is this PG 13?
1: thirteen? Yep, yeah.
0: It's got. A, I think it's got a catchy enough title that it's gonna get people in the theater. <laughs> Happy Death and Day. it's on
1: Friday the thirteenth.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's got a little. It's got a couple things going. I, we'll see. We'll see how it does we'll see
1: yeah I'm, I'm thinking that it's gonna do well so alright there's nothing that's coming out the rest of this month Jeremy besides Blade Runner
0: well we're not Blade
1: no there's is well, there another horror? anything show? next cause next week we're not doing negative just happy death day
0: okay cool so, alright that, sure,
1: right? that is
0: true. that's that is box office brawl baby yeah ding, ding. <laughs> all right, so uh getting into the WWW portion of the show, which is pretty much the entire show, I guess <laughs> right so uh yeah, the what we watch portion of the show round tree reviews oh I, did I just say round oh Ugh. I said round tree reviews I thought for a second there I said round robin reviews stealing some e a bullshit right there no, no what we watch sounds so much better, doesn't it does it not? Yep. Than Round yep. Robin reviews. I don't, I don't know. I, I,
1: I actually hate the term Round Robin. I've always hated it. It just sounds dumb to me. I don't get it. Like, what does
0: Robin mean? I don't know. What we watch sounds manly. Round Robin reviews sounds. It sounds like the color pink. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't sound cool. It sounds like a dainty little Robin. <laughs> these guys are just. We're <laughs> always ripping on them. But anyways, let's get into these reviews. Uh, who wants to start off? Jeremy, Jeremy, I mean, how about I, Jeremy? How about you enlighten us with uh, with your shit?
2: Okay, well, I'm definitely going to be talking about a lot of shit tonight. A lot, <laughs> a lot of shit. Besides the violent shit films, so what piece of shit do you want? Do you want
1: the violent shit films, or do you want a piece of shit Jeepers Creepers film? I, I'm really, I really want to hear Jeepers Creepers, but I'm going to go ahead and say, um, why don't you give your opinion? Because I know you rewatched. 1 and 2 as well. Can you briefly talk about those and then go into the part 3? Yeah, yeah. So I rewatched Creepers 1 and 2
2: last 26. What was it? Fuck. Last Tuesday. Damn, it was a week ago already. Um last Tuesday I rewatched Creepers Creepers 1 and 2. Haven't watched them in a while. Um you know, they still hold up pretty good, you know. They 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 definitely aged not too well, you know. They definitely feel early 2000s, which is to be expected, but uh, The Creeper's still fucking an, an awesome horror film, and you know, he's he's probably one of the best icons of this generation of horror, you know. Super iconic, and I think the response that Jeepers Creepers 3 had shows that people are still interested in The Creeper, and the fact that that many people turned out to see a sequel to a, what is this now, 13, 14 year old no, 13 year old film. Oh, I have bad math. 2003, 14-year-old film, I think, says, you know, something. So I I like the setup in Jeepers Creepers 2 better than the setup in Jeepers Creepers 1. I think the story in Jeepers Creepers 2 has a lot more uh, exploration to go places basically because of the kids stuck in the school bus i think it's a lot more interesting and uh takes advantage of the creeper a lot better than just these two characters driving down the street they're driving down the road and the creepers chasing them and they unfold what happens that we see in a lot of horror films doesn't mean it's a bad movie but i just find the setup in jeepers creepers 2 better doesn't make it a better film uh, the character development in part one's way better than it is in part two but as a story-wise, I enjoy Part 2 more. So going into Jeepers Creepers 3. What was your ratings on those two? All right, Jeepers Creepers 1, I'll come in with a 7.5 out of 10. Part 2, I'll come in with a 7 out of 10.
0: Weird. Didn't you just say you liked it better, but you gave it a lower rating? Okay.
1: I like the that's, story how, that's how I rate too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know what Jeremy uh, likes part two a little bit more. It's probably the scene where all the boys are taking the taking a leak in yep. the field there. Oh yeah, that's some that's some it, it Victor Salva shit than right a there. Rock. I mean, it's,
1: it's, I, it it can't mean, be coincidental. I haven't watched these films. It, it can't be. I haven't watched these.
0: What that, that Victor? Sa- likes the movie? No, that Victor Salva like named his villain like like he's the creeper. <laughs> I just find that just it, it can't be coincidental, man. It can't be. I mean, we know well, that the boys taking leaks and shit is not coincidental. I mean, you wanted to see them leaking in there.
1: <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> be, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, people take leaks in movies all the time. Like, yeah, but <laughs> come on. The,
0: the, well, the, the, it, pretty it much
1: anything. Listen, anything he does is going to be automatically referenced to his oh, uh, nice. history. Which, like, any any scene that he films. Like there's going to be a scene in any movie that you can take and be like, oh, t- t- child molester would have done that for sure, which is true. I mean, that's you open yourself yeah. up to that when you molest the kid. Well, there's actually a few saying, scene,
0: there's a few <laughs> scenes. I can't remember them all right now. I haven't watched Reaper, Creepers 2 in a while, but there's a few scenes and like a f- like just obvious points where you can tell that, you know, Salva was there. There was a direct correlation with his real life and what he was putting on film there hundred percent hundred percent so jeepers creepers films i love them the first two uh i haven't watched
1: them in a while but i I can tell you right now i'd probably be close to like uh nine nine and a half on the on both of them um so
0: damn really
1: i think they're truly scary movies like they're they're 100 terrifying i used to
0: i used to actually not be a big fan of the second one um but I got the, you know, Screen Factory, put out the Blu-rays, rewatched. It. I had not seen them in a few years. And I really actually gained an appreciation for Part 2. I actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you, you I used to talk mad shit on it, I remember. Yeah, and then also I watched it. I just kind of watched them back-to-back one night. And I was like, you know what? This movie is actually a lot better than I remember it to be. But Ta- Time does that, man. It really does. Like, yeah. I, I I, run into that a lot lately. I still think, you know, when, when you talked about... Um, you know, the setup to Jeepers or the scene in Jeepers Creepers being, uh, um, I, what was it? Unsolved Mysteries. It was related to that real story. That yeah, of Unsolved yeah, Mysteries. Yeah. And just the putting first, the first Jeepers. Creepers. Yeah. The first Jeepers Creepers were. where there's a story. Exactly
1: like that. Man. Yeah, I watched
0: that again recently. And so I was thinking about that while I was watching, I'm like, damn, is that ever fucking creepy? Like, you know, no pun, yeah. pun intended, but that's it, it, really cool how that actually kind of went together. But yeah, I gained a big appreciation for part two. It's kind of good. Kind of good. Let's hear about yeah. part three. It's good, so going into spoilers, Jeepers, low.
2: yeah, I'll try. So going into Jeepers Creepers, tree. So <laughs> this movie, like I said, has, and I did it on purpose, moods. So I'm not that stupid. It has an, this movie has an insane amount of hype behind it, which was surprised. Uh, I was, you know, surprised to see mainstream audiences flocking out to see this movie and selling out pretty much every screening that it had. Uh, So I was really surprised about that one, to be completely honest with you. So going into Jeepers Creepers 3, what can I say about this glorified sci-fi channel original turd that is called Jeepers Creepers 3? This movie has some of the worst effects I've seen since Cube 2 There's one scene with an explosion that is so CGI horrible like 2000 CGI that it just makes the movie look absolutely horrendously horrible there's literally no fucking gore in the entire film we really only see blood one time and besides that it, it it's, it's this minimum gore minimum creeper and when we, when we do see the creeper uh, you could tell that it's you know this movie supposed to take place between part 1 and part Two, So it's like Jeepers Creepers 1.5. And uh, Mr. Creeper has gained some weight, let's just say that. Um, he's a little bit heftier now than he was back in the
0: day. And uh, it's quite obvious. But I had to – Really? Go ahead. Okay, okay so yeah. he's gained – but doesn't this movie actually take place between the first and the second one? Is yeah, that- that's what I said. But so he's gained weight? <laughs>
1: I mean, just because he's over talking time, about the axe, actor, the actor.
0: <laughs> I know, but it's just—it's funny when you put it into the timeline, right? Like he's skinny, well, he, then he's fat, he then he's ate, skinny. He uh, made Justin Long. <laughs> I know, but it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so funny. It's just like Doctor
2: Gordon saw Seven. You oh know? my
0: god, that's funny.
2: But uh, yeah, he he he's gained a little bit of weight since then. But I do give him credit that they kept the continuity good in the in the time period. You know, everybody had flip phones and. Nobody pull out a fucking iPhone to take photos or anything like that. So I give them credit that they they kept on the track of following between the first and second films. But the acting is really, really bad in this movie. It's really bad. Meg Foster's character, you know, I'm not going to bash her too bad, but she was really fucking bad in this movie. Like... Just flat and generic, or generic crazy lady type of a character. It really fucking bothered me every time she came onto the screen. It's just like I want to fucking punch this bitch in the face. <laughs> she's just she's just so generic, and you know the 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 main kid and the girl figure that we follow. They're uninteresting. They're generic. They're your typical sci-fi original type of characters. Uh, all CG no practical effects uh the story's uninteresting you barely see anything from the creeper it's just a bad 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 fucking movie um which is unfortunate because this movie has been freaking you know been hyped up for so long that it, know, it kind has of a, to be a money thing right like <laughs> i was kind of like expecting more out of it but then when i went in this and i saw literally a uh, uh sharknado version of jeepers creepers i was <laughs> extremely disappointed um some of the cg is really bad i can't wait for you guys to see it just to, to understand what i'm
1: well talking it does about. premiere on sci-fi it uh, later at the end of this month yep so you guys will be able to see the
2: horrificness
1: so the, that is jeepers Creepers.
0: So the, so the creepers like pretty much all cg'd
2: no the creeper's the same but it doesn't have like whenever he like does his thing where he puffs out his face like he does in the original like that's all cg yeah yeah like, that's the yeah. top of his head and like oh, the crows so that, the that... crows are cg'd they're not even like real crows okay. the fire cg like like i said there's an explosion that looks like 2000 cg type of explosion and it's like a long um, film
0: too isn't it it's it's got a pretty
2: it's like a hundred minutes hour and 40 minutes that's crazy is it yeah it's just not a good film so uh i guess check it out on sci-fi channel that's where it should have went in the first place um <laughs> not kind of i'm not mad that i spent my money and i know this movie has a lot of controversy because of mr solver's uh, behavior but i'm just gonna say fuck you all i'm gonna review it anyway even yeah, though i don't agree with what he did but boys. I'm still going to tell you guys not to watch this movie because it's fucking horrible. So three out of ten for Jeepers Creepers three.
0: To be honest, and
1: actually there is a GoFundMe for the, you know, victim of this Victor, uh, Salva. As soon as you Um, said that,
0: I I thought you were going to say GoFundMe. You were going to say Victor Crowley. (laughs) GoFundMe. I I was like, oh my god. Uh, That's good though. That's good. So, support. Yeah. Support what I I can't remember. I actually knew the kid's name, I can't remember now, but um, but getting back to Meg Foster, I never really honestly thought that she was a great actress in the first place. She's bad at this man. Well, I've seen her in a few films, like she's had smaller parts in recent years, and she's been pretty bad. And she looks terrible now, doesn't she? I'll wait till you see her in this movie, she looks even worse. Doesn't she look like she aged about double the time? (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I, I feel bad saying that about her, but. Like, she looks way older than she is. It's, oh, it's so sad, man. Because she's got those, like, real hypnotic eyes still. Oh, well, you see them a lot in this movie, that's for sure. Or does he do lots of 70s close-ups on her, on her eyes and shit? Yeah, and she has, like,
2: green eyes because there's, like, this weird thing with the creeper's hand. It's fucking retarded. It doesn't oh, make they, any fucking they sense. They played off
0: her real eyes? Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. It is really, really, really fucking bad, so... <laughs> Don't recommend Jeepers Creepers 3. That's interesting. And your
1: rating is
2: 3 out of 10. You know, it's, That's so sad really to hear. Bad. It, it's so
0: sad to hear, man. You know, after two pretty good films to have such a quality dip and be so shitty. Ugh.
1: Like, I can't imagine that it wouldn't be because of money. I was
2: just surprised, you know? But you know what you think? I didn't like, expect it to be that like that.
0: With, with budget constraints and shit like that, like... But still, to pump out a hundred-minute film seems crazy to me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's, that, that's definitely true.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to go? All right. Yeah. Uh,
1: so the one of two films that I checked out. Uh, I mean, I've watched a ton of movies, but I, I, I mean, they're for other reviews on my channel. Sometimes I don't mind cross reviewing, but. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I went and seen Firm Request at the theater. Uh, that was a 2016 film. They got its wide release in 2017. Uh, basically, it follows uh, a, a young college student named Laura, who's very popular, and she accepts a Firm Request from a girl named Marina. And basically, this Marina girl has zero friends. This Laura girl's her only friend on. Facebook and she goes to college with her and this girl becomes like really obsessive like really fast, like basically like wants to be, she's a
2: Mike Shankle.
1: <laughs> basically wants to be, you know, like her best friend or something. And this Laura girl doesn't really do anything mean. She just is like, "Yo, you're coming on way too strong. Like you're, like you're not back the fuck up. Yeah, back up. Yeah, like your, your personal space here is like completely, um, you know, <laughs> you're going completely over the line." Uh, anyway, this this Laura girl uh, basically gets into a huge like fight with this this Marina girl, and 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 then Marina kills herself. Uh so kind of opens with that suicide and then we see what led up to the suicide and like I don't know how much to really go into the plot. I mean it's it's pretty basically like this girl is like haunting her now.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'll kind of leave the plot there. Uh so this film was definitely uh, better than than most people were saying like like it's a good it's a good movie like yeah, it's it, a good it's, movie. it's entertaining uh, there's obviously a lot of like social relevance with with bullying and cyberbullying and, and suicide and things like that like her suicide is recorded in a video and posted on uh, Facebook so
0: all things that Jeremy can relate to <laughs> I like this one so much oh no, man it's it's
1: it's 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 i like the
2: kills like in this movie because it like shows from like surveillance cameras and stuff and it made me like it literally made me like laugh out loud in the movie theater because i was like the only one in there and like (laughs) sounds sounds like a good time yeah man (laughs) like this fucking sequence with this guy in this elevator and it would fucking show like the surveillance video of him running into the wall like head first was just (laughs) making me fucking crack out laughing because
1: it looked so ridiculous but it was I liked it. I thought it was good. So, yeah, I mean, it, like uh, I I liked it too. Like there's some decent scares in it. Uh at least two effective jump sca- scares that did did get me. Yep. yep. Uh, which which I really like. Um the story was solid. I am I'm, I'm going to compare it to Ring. Uh it's it's very much like Ring uh or, or the Ring. Um <laughs> it, it's better than Rings. Uh, it's it's the better ring movie to come out this year. Uh but I will say this like my my negatives come from uh about like thirty minutes into the movie, I completely called the very end of the film. I knew exactly what was gonna yeah. happen. Uh I knew
0: exactly what was going on. Yeah, it
1: was it was very predictable, but the journey was still fun enough to getting there. There was one uh character twist. Um Yeah, I don't believe that. I that actually didn't. Me. I didn't expect it. Yeah. No, I did. I didn't expect it. Person was actually my favorite character, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Turns out, I uh, love
2: this. I love the scene when they're in the fucking computer lab. Yeah, and all the computer screens are like flickering. Like that's a cool ass scene. Yeah. It has been a pain in the ass to fucking set that up, but
1: yeah, it, it was it was uh, creepy and 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 scary. Uh, the only other main complaint I have is I thought the casting for the lead actress was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I didn't bad. I didn't find her that likable, and this character needs to be likable because <laughs> this stuff is happening to her unjust. Like it would have been different if she was a complete bitch, and uh, you know cause this girl to to have this suicide but really she's just a nice girl and if you're gonna have that situation then you really have to like her and i i really she was not very charismatic honestly uh so i I think she was one of the actually worst worst casting in the film like one of the like her acting wasn't necessarily bad but her charisma was so much lower than all the supporting characters her friend had a nice ass though yes (laughs) yes <laughs> uh, so I mean besides its predictability um, it is pretty effective and it scares uh, the story is not that bad uh, it's just very predictable uh, it's a, it's a w- well told story it's not as good
2: as unfriended and and the den but it's still no, not bad not at all,
1: not at all um well i I might actually think it's a little i don't know it might be a little better than unfriended to me because unfriended i had major issues with some of the characters um reactions to things this one's definitely more grounded in like reality yeah i definitely Uh, wasn't
0: i I wasn't as high up on unfriended than i think jeremy you're like way higher than we were i i fucking love the dan though i love the way that one plays that's awesome yeah, that was a good film. Yeah, I think the Den even made
1: both ends his top tens of 2013. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, yeah, I watched it like three times that year. It was fucking good, man. I liked that film. Yeah.
1: So uh, I'm just gonna come in at about a seven out of ten on this one. Uh, it's solid. Nothing, nothing mind blowing, but definitely a solid watch. I didn't, I didn't mind. Oh, um, use the movie pass again, so I didn't even pay for it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a decent theater
0: experience. So what's the deal with this film? request like it's uh it's a german film that we're just getting late is that the story with it because it's, oh, it's a german, ma- german film yeah it's because like i mean it's, it's all already,
2: americans
0: it's all well i mean that doesn't mean anything right <laughs> of course i mean to sell their film i mean they they do it a lot man cast americans or english-speaking people in their films um but,
1: wait where hold on i never even heard that it was german
0: yeah is this true yeah yeah um but what's it like it's already out on blu-ray in certain areas and stuff like that's so the wise cuz and i've even heard people say that they saw it last year so yeah it is german that's crazy yeah i mean i heard people say that they saw it last year and it's already out on blu-ray in certain countries maybe in australia i i'm not sure i just saw blu-ray of it but
1: so well it was it was it was supposed to have a vod release last year it okay. was like similar oh, okay. to uh the um forty eight meters down or whatever, where it w- which actually ended up getting a release and then pulled like it actually had
0: DVD releases. Okay, yeah, um, I, I knew there was a story with this one. I'm, I I kept thinking to myself going, why are we just getting this in theater right now when it's already out on Blu Ray? Like this is fucked. It's so strange. Well,
1: so most people seen it on pirate sites last year. Yeah, because it it, it did get close enough to a release to where it was it was put on the pirate sites and stuff, but. Mm. It uh, it it definitely didn't like I can't, Dave swears that it did get an actual VOD release. I can't find any information on it actually being released. Everything I see is articles um, from 2016 saying like, "Firm Request uh, was supposed to have a, a release uh, next month, but is is being pulled because uh, for a theatrical release."
0: Um so it never so played I, theatrically in any other countries last year. Well like, I think well
2: I, think, I don't know. I about, think um, what happened is that maybe. they it's the same
0: production company
2: that released forty seven meters down. So I think they were like, Before we do this, what we did with that film, let's just rethink this and just release it theatrically before we change our
1: mind like with that movie. I think those well, guys didn't get they their, had their had fucking priorities insight. straight. Well no, 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 no. Because they, they had they had a good point with 47 meters, like like they looked at it and they're like, "Oh, this is getting a lot of like people were kind of excited about this. Let's pull it and, and actually do a theatrical release, like maybe put a little bit more money into it, a little bit more promotion, and maybe we could actually have a, a successful theatrical release and 47 mm-hmm. meters down did get a successful theatrical release, like it, it made money. Yeah. Um, this film obviously did not work out the same.
0: yeah yeah, interesting got a little. It's got a little history behind it. It, it just—it was so confusing to me because I like saw the Blu-ray and I was like, "What the fuck is going on with this movie?" It's weird. So I saw the German tag on it and I was like, oh, "Okay, it's got to have something to do with that." But cool stuff. Um, would I? Do you think I would like this one? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like urban, a
2: modern urban legends. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay.
2: I liked it. I gave it a seven and a half.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Okay. Coolio. Um, yeah, first up here, man. Uh, brand new film. This one just came out, I believe, technically the same release date as uh, as as uh, JP's review. Um, this one's from 2017 and it's called Happy Hunting. Um, now, when I first read the synopsis to this film, it just had me so stoked because... I like these type of films, man. I mean, this is not an original idea, but it has potential to be a pretty cool film. Um, How I would dub this film, it's kind of like a really low grade version of like the running man slash surviving the game type deal. Um, So if you're a fan of like these hunting human type films, you know, you might intrigue you a little bit, but basically what we have here follows our main character. uh, His name is Warren. And he's basically a piece of shit. Um, he's a degenerate fucking drifter who's going nowhere in life. And to make things worse, he's a raging alcoholic and he's got major problems. He's likes to drink, drugs. It doesn't matter. He's just got problems. He's going from place to place. So he ultimately ends up at his buddy's house in this small little kind of desert town. And uh, he kind of bunks up with them. Solely to kind of rip off his booze. And the, but the guy's apparently like recovered, but he's there ripping off his drugs and just being a degenerate type of piece of shit. So after a night of socializing, he wakes up the next morning and he's all tied up and bound and shit. And along with about four other people. And so what it is, is that this town is all a bunch of degenerates themselves and they like to actually abduct people and hunt them it's what they do for fun because this town is kind of located in the middle of buckfuck nowhere. Um, it's more or less on the, on the Mexican border. So they can kind of get away with this shit. Cause it's like right in the middle of nowhere type things. So that's essentially what they do. They, they set these people free and these degenerate fuckers go and hunt them and shit. Um, see the catch with this film is that he is a raging alcoholic and we know what happens to alcoholics that aren't drinking they start to deteriorate, you know, like they start to shake. It can actually kill you. Like if you're a raging alcoholic and you come off the booze, cold turkey, it will generally kill you. The booze won't kill you. Your heart will just give out on you and shit like that. So that's one thing that was really bothering me with this film. They do play into it a little bit. So once he's out there and he's trying to survive the game, um, you know, he, he's showing signs of, you know, coming off the booze. He's starting to shake. He's getting all sick. But he recovers so fast at times. And it's, like, really fucking bugging me. I'm like, I know for a fact. I've seen people go through this before. This is not how it works. He'd be fucking literally dying on his back, if not even dead in, like, in reality. Um, but, you know, that wasn't my biggest problem with the film. It's more or less the setup. This It has a really choppy setup to it. Like, you know, one minute he's with his buddy, and the next minute he's just bound. Like, there's, like, no there's no transitional period that would allow you to believe that this was going to happen type thing. It's just, it just, it, things are happening so rapidly in this film. You're questioning everything that's going on. You're like, what the fuck? Like this doesn't even make sense kind of thing. And then to top things off, one of the first kills happens and it's CG to shit. Like, this dude gets a fucking bullet right through the eye. It's CG just shit, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go. So, that kind of set it up for the rest of the film. The effects in this film were really bad. The acting actually was really piss poor, too. There's a lot of bad sequences, a lot of action sequences that are shot really shitty in this film, too. Um, You know, like, when you watch old 80s action films sometimes, it's just, you can kind of laugh about it. Like, the editing's all choppy, and you're just like, ah, that's not really cohesive with how that would have played out, you know, kind of thing, right? It's like a Children of the Corn 2 type thing. And, um... But it happens so often in this film where you're just like, ah, oh, the fuck, it's brutal, man. Um, so overall, man, the film just, it's, it's not good. It wasn't good. It wasn't enjoyable. I was really disappointed by this because I was loving the setup of the surviving the game type thing. But it plays out so shitty, and it's unrealistic to the point where this dude would have been dead, blah, blah, blah. And then to top things off, it has a really bad ending which sucked, <laughs> which really sucked because it was predictable. You knew exactly where this was going and it actually happened like that. So it just, it did it, did it the film no justice. Um, not a lot of good things to report on this one. I kind of like the setting. The town seemed a little bit unrealistic where it was because there's a lot of people there, but there seems to be the way they set it up. There's nothing around forever. And I'm just like, kid, okay, this doesn't make sense. I mean, anyways i'm coming in about a four out of ten on this one i did not enjoy this film whatsoever very very let down by a hunting human film man jp don't check hmm. it out you won't like this huh
1: yeah i i mean what was the title of that one
0: happy hunting
1: yeah i don't know i with the title happy hunting not knowing anything about it is it it's from this year haven't heard anything i wouldn't expect for it to be that good honestly
0: i read the first you said
2: that about landmine goes click and you were surprised (laughs) that's true
0: i'm just saying like i wanted to do this one because just in case so you didn't watch it i mean i guess i could have just told you (laughs) too but i know that you like these surviving the game type films and some of them are pretty good some of them are pretty good you know and but what I meant by the running man, like the town is all in it to, in on this thing. And it's kind of run by this like real piece of shit sheriff and stuff. And he kind of acts as the game show host. And but he doesn't really poorly, <laughs> you know, like the yeah, production see, value. The,
1: everything you're saying about the
0: film makes me think that I would hate it. Oh, <laughs> dude, the acting really, really it, it's discouraging when you're watching it because you're dealing with a really serious issue. And like the way people are reacting to things, you're going, no nope, this, yeah. is, this is ridiculous. And that, it's totally that, off-putting. that
1: type of stuff kills movies for me when, yeah. when I feel like it's sh- playing ridiculous when it should be serious. Oh,
0: fuck. I hated it. <laughs> it wasn't good.
1: <laughs> Alright, Jeremy, back to you. Back to
2: some more shit. <laughs> and this time we'll be talking about defiling shit. And this comes courtesy of my good friend, that no good son of a bitch motherfucker Jerry. jerry uh, Final shit from the year... Final shit one and two. Gonna do two and one because there's not much to talk about these movies. From the year 1989. This movie has no plot whatsoever. I'm not even fucking joking. Like, there's literally maybe like 30 lines of dialogue in the entire 73-minute running time. The other uh, time is just spent watching people get murdered in glorious ways uh mainly chopping off their dicks and eating them or pulling (laughs) out their dicks through their body somehow and then eating them and uh people getting cut in half for like four minutes and just uh it's all shot in slow-mo whenever we see the killer it's shot in slow-mo and it's really fucking stupid Really bad. I have no idea who this guy is. What's he doing? All I know is that he's fucking running from the cops. And that's basically all the fucking storyline we have. Uh, yeah, he's basically just going around cutting people's dinks off and eating them. And, and that's pretty, pretty much it. The effects are your typical um, German splatter shot on Shittyo effects. Uh, better than a lot of other films. But uh, this one is just really 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 bad if anybody could explain what the fucking plot of this movie is and who this guy is and why he's murdering all these people I would greatly appreciate it I couldn't figure it out for the life of me and uh, I paid quite good attention to it. Uh, there's one scene where he's cutting some person on the cross, and I have no idea what the fuck he, this person's doing there. It's just fucking ridiculous. Uh, like I said earlier, it has like the soundtracks that's like playing throughout the entire movie, and then it ends during this one sequence. And then they couldn't figure out what to do, so they just replayed the song. Uh, and it's just absolutely hilarious. That's one of the scenes that I, I, that I literally busted out laughing with. Um uh is it better than Dracula and Fagus? that the name of that piece of shit I reviewed last week? Um sure. Basically he's just on the gore and you know, in general, but the movies he's fucking just tortured to watch. It really is fucking bad. I fucking hate you, Jerry, so fucking much. With all my Jewish balls, I fucking hate you, you fucking asshole. So, uh <laughs>
0: Three out of ten for violent shit. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Yeah, Andre Schnauz. So,
1: so you're saying it's just as good as Jeepers Creepers 3. Well, this is a shit, shot on Shittio scale. Oh, okay. Three out yeah, a shot on, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Our, Three on a shot on Shittio is like, is like a one on a regular scale.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Andre Schnauz, the director of the violent shit films, actually stars in that film. He plays Carl the Butcher, the guy that's going around doing... To saddest him.
2: name because nobody ever says it throughout the entire film besides in the <laughs> opening credits where it says I don't this even... dude as carl the fucking
0: carl the but- butcher butchers, yeah
2: yeah butcher shitter is what he's fucking called like nobody ever says his name in the entire fucking movie so i had no idea that's what, it, what his name was <laughs> so now we're gonna jump three years forward into violent shit Two, mother hold my hand from the year 1992 so this movie takes place this one's better it is better but it still has just the effects are better in this movie but it's just like the same pointless murdering spree but this time we follow uh what's his name carl the butcher is that his name we follow his son carl the butcher jr it is carl the
0: Uh, butcher jr
2: yeah as he continues his father's legacy because his father dies in the first one, not a big spoiler because you're never going to want to watch these movies anyway. But, um, this one has your typical, um, as I've figured out, as I've been watching these movies, unfortunately, it has your typical, handgun, uh, hand, hand expl head explosion scene that we saw in the burning mood. Uh, it's just hilarious watching people's heads explode with a handgun shot to the head. Uh, it has this one scene with the staple gun. That's actually pretty nasty. And the effects is actually pretty good. Uh, but this one definitely uh, steps it up on the effects. Uh, I have no idea if Island shit did well in Germany, that he was able to get more money to do the sequel, and he was able to put that into the effects. But basically it's this, um, the fuck's his name, Carl the Butcher Jr. just going around. Same thing as his dad, father-like son, for some reason that we don't understand why his son has to kill everybody too. Uh, but he just goes around like on the countryside roads in Germany and he just kills random people in horrific ways. And, uh, it's five minute killing sequences of bullshit. Just like the first movie. It's <laughs> fucking stupid. Absolutely stupid. Why am I watching these fucking movies? Why? I don't understand why Steve likes these movies. I don't <laughs> understand why anybody would fucking sit down and watch the movies. <laughs> these are They're- so bad i am not looking forward to filing shit three infinity (laughs) of doom from 1999 maybe a seven year break made the movie better i highly (laughs) fucking doubt it but uh i guess carl the butcher jr and his father uh rises from the grave in filing shit three so (laughs) hopefully they can start killing people together in bullshit ways but uh, three out of five for violent shit too, basically because of the effects are better. But it's basically the same shit for the, uh, no pun intended, the same shit for uh, story wise. Yeah, like I said, the only violent shit that's going to be happening is me pulling down my pants and laying out of violent shit on Jerry's face for making me watch these movies. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, violent shit one and two. We shall conclude the violent, you rate shit-
1: violent shit two.
2: Mother, hold my hand. May I add that's the that's the subline. Uh, three and a half out of ten. Okay, Dude, the, the, So you, next,
0: the point of the film is so, that there is no point. It's just random violence. Basically, it's just violent shit, man. <laughs> like there really that's is not stupid. supposed. To, this is not really supposed to be a crazy narrative. It's kind of like Final Exam, but Final Exam obviously is a lot better film, technically. But I don't know, Did, man. You, did you watch it, violent shit? The movie They're they're fucking violent shit. The movie is, is atrocious. It's What's honestly violent
2: shit. The movie, I think violent it's shit. The, the mo- fourth one.
0: I think viol- actually technically it's not. There is a fourth violent shit film.
2: Yeah. It's violent oh, shit. 4.0 Carl, the butcher versus ax,
0: which I've actually never seen. I've actually never seen from the one. year 2010. Yeah. So
2: I, it's the fifth
0: violent shit then. Excuse it says the
2: year. This <laughs> yeah, is the synopsis for violent shit. Kind of 4.0. The year is 2023, and the world has become a desolate wasteland with gangs taking over the streets. Carl the Butcher Jr. returns from the bowels of hell on a mission to kill a new mass murderer named Axe.
1: Well, that sounds better.
2: Uh, <laughs> I highly doubt it. Maybe because
1: I, was I don't shot know in man. 2010,
0: But Violent
1: Shit 3 is oh, okay. I already know you're going to say you like
0: these, right? Violent Shit 3 is actually pretty good. Um, He did this, okay. the, the, same, a... the, the same year he did Anthropophagus Dark... 2000, which is actually kind of a remake that- of Joe DiMaggio's anthropopy anthrop- It's it's actually dedicated to him. Um
2: Does it you- have a
0: plot? Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does actually. It, I mean, it's simple. The narrative's simple. At
2: least I mean even Dark Harvest has a fucking plot and that movie's horrifically bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this movie literally really... has no plot. These ones We don't even know the killer's fucking name. I didn't even know his name until he fucking said it. And I watched <laughs> well, two movies
0: they they say at the beginning of the film I believe they do. It's been a while since I've watched these, but I don't know. But like I, I think what
2: Synapse did is like because like in the beginning of the VHS it still has like I mean, at the beginning of the movie it still has like all the old VHS like uh, warning. This movie contains extreme acts of violence and blah blah blah. Real gore pictures is the one that originally released this back in the day, which is funny. Uh, but I will be back in two weeks after the child's play show to review Violent Shit 3 Ah, uh, yeah, from the year nineteen ninety nine. So man. stay might, tuned for some more shit.
0: You might as well just try to get your hands on the fourth one too and just do the fourth it's one. It's on the set. <laughs> the fourth one's in there too? Yeah, and oh, uh Zombies
2: nineties extreme pezzlistins shot between Violent Shit one and two. Huh. From <laughs> the year
0: nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I have like uh I have like the like the original violent shit box that from Germany actually, uh that came out years and years ago, but it only has the first three. So, I've so never seen.
2: Synapse.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, that was thanks
2: Synapse for sending me it to review five months later, but I really didn't want to watch this movie. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess now's better than ever. So. Oh, let's face yeah. it—you don't want
0: to review half the movies that they send you. All these companies. Well, send you.
2: if they fucking send him my fucking pop in my mailbox. Yeah,
0: Here we go.
1: I don't know. Most of the time, he does actually like the Synapse releases. <laughs> to
0: be fair. Yeah, I guess. I mean, for the ones that he review, I mean, not so much the InterVision ones. Or no, it's guess that's separate. Never mind. <laughs> he actually doesn't review any of the InterVision ones anyways. man. So
2: yeah, What the fuck? That's a true statement. Because um, I don't st- ask for them to show up in my mouth. And I really don't want to watch. What's the fucking name of this movie? Uh, Suffer the Children. Another shot on Shittio from your... Uh, oh, it's a video nasty, though. From in the year 1983. Three. Huh. I've had enough cool. shot on shittios
0: for a yeah, while. Thank you much. for fuck. It. I watched. I rewatched fucking Grey one. Man, Black Pass. Olaf Ittenbach. It's fucking yeah, but at least piece. he's good. Oh, it's got it's got it's got a you know it's got a storyline, but the gore is just it's fucking relentless, man. It's, it's relentless in that film. Fucking get me worked up, man. The
2: fucking <laughs> movies. Fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: shit! Thank you, Jerry.
2: Much appreciated. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get more in two weeks.
0: All right, JP. All right, JP. <laughs>
1: All right. So the last film I'm going to talk about is the Omen, 1976. Uh, Patriot, this was this on channel. Yeah, but this was a Patreon pick, so I have to review it. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those films where I, I, I had I figured I would kill three birds with one stone. I reviewed it on the channel for Day One of Thirty One Days of Horror. I needed to see it for 1976. I needed to see it for completing the hundred greatest horror films ever that we did. It's one of the films I hadn't seen on there, and of course, Dubby. So four birds with one stone. So I'm I'm pretty good with my stones here. Uh, it's but yeah, impressive. this film. Hmm. Yeah, this film follows a husband and a wife who are having a baby, and she. Uh, the wife it's a stillborn Uh, meanwhile at the same hospital there was a baby that was born and the mother died so uh, the husband decides uh, to claim that baby as their own they raise it uh, and then I don't know I would probably say like how old do you think like six or something (laughs) he starts uh, weird stuff starts happening around him Um, this nanny hangs herself in front of like this birthday party and he, like jumps off of a roof, and Damien, it's all for you. Like that line that everybody knows. <laughs> uh, after that, we have the husband who I get. I, I like I never know what the hell these people are in these type of movies, but like I guess he's some kind of like political guy or something like that. Like they seem very well off. Like they they have like a big house and stuff like that, and nannies obviously and things. Uh, he begins to uh, notice that weird things are happening around Damien uh this priest begins warning him that that there's something wrong with Damien and and basically uh there's a photographer or a journalist or something who points out more questionable things happening uh around the people that are being murdered or injured around Damien and basically he decides to investigate uh finds out that uh he might be raising the antichrist (laughs) so he digs further into where the baby came from because as we know it's not his actual son and they begin to unravel uh mysteries here so uh this is a movie and i said this in my review it's a movie that i had never seen although watching it it feels like i've seen it before because i had heard so much about it I've seen so many clips from it and reviews and like TV specials of like hundred greatest horror films ever and and other horror documentaries and and just so many things about this movie that it felt like I knew the entire story already. So it felt like I'd already seen this film when I was watching it for the first time, which happens a lot with classics. Like I've never seen The Sixth Sense, but I bet you when I eventually watch it, it'll feel like I've already seen it. Uh, So it it happens from time to time with these type of movies Uh, The omen is definitely uh, a very well-made film Uh, the production is Is way above standard, you know what I mean when it comes to acting and set pieces and just the 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 Height of everything is really big, you know, it's just a movie that oozes you know skilled people and uh it, it it definitely works like it the the scene with the nanny is fantastic like i i knew that scene already but it was it's very very good like it's so creepy like i don't know hangings in general were creepy you know spirit comes to mind but like when you see somebody just hang themselves it's just it's just t- like unsettling as hell especially in front of a bunch of people um very unsettling uh, i i think that i was i wasn't expecting the level of violence in this film like i mean there's like a, a a murdered miscarried type baby thing that happens there's a decapitation obviously the hanging um potential child murder like there's there's a lot of violence that i wasn't expecting for a film like this honestly and that was surprising i will say that i was expecting damien to actually be more like involved in what's actually happening like it's more that things are happening around Damien than than anything he's actually doing, which is kind of weird a little bit. I wasn't expecting that. I guess uh, there's there's a good scene where they they kind of unearth a a child's corpse and stuff like that that I thought was pretty good. Overall, um, very solid movie. It did not blow me away. Like I, I guess maybe I would assume that it would, but it, it was st- it could be because I feel like I've seen it already <laughs> even though I haven't. I'm coming in at 8.5 out of 10 on The Omen.
0: Yeah, man. Richard Donner, who directed this film, is responsible for directing I think our favorite non-horror film of all time. Yep. Yep. The fucking Goonies, man. Isn't that crazy? Goonies. He directed like sure, this The Omen. I think he directed um <laughs> Superman. Yeah. I know he did two. Yeah, he did Superman 1 and 2. Um he's got actually quite an interesting filmography, but Yeah, I've always liked the Omen. I think I've always said, man, that the decapitation scene in the Omen is like one of my favorite scenes of all time. I just love the way that thing develops and the way it it goes down. I love that scene, man. It's fucking. It honestly
1: was unexpected. Like I didn't expect them to do a full blown decapitation.
0: I know it's great the way it happens, though, right? And then the head and oh, I I don't know, man. I've always loved that scene. It's one of my favorites. It's great stuff. But what was that? Eight and a half out of ten. Yes, sir. Okay. Coolio. Um, Yeah, getting into uh, another review here. Um, Also from 2017. This is one that recently got uh, released also, um, and it is called Cabin 28. I wanted to check this out, man, because I knew a little bit about the the real life story. Uh, It's actually based on these murders that happened in... um, uh, what's the name of the city? I think it's Keaty. California, 1981. Uh, about this family that um, that got murdered in their in this cabin, and the, ultimately the uh, the murders are still unsolved to this day. Uh, so they made this film about it called Cabin 28. That's where it happened in Cabin 28. Um, so it's basically about this family that's vacationing, and you know some people break into this house, and they end up killing the mother. Uh, the the son, a daughter, and then another daughter ends up going missing, which they end up finding her skull three years later. Um, not the body. They just found her head and they identified her. So so four people from this family were murdered. And, of course, the prime suspect actually was, like, the, the husband um, and maybe his friend and stuff like that. But, you know, so the way the story goes is that the prime suspects in this case were actually they, they actually all passed away There's the case is still open and stuff but and that's kind of what this film does it depicts the murders you know like I mean if you know anything about the story you basically know what happens these people come to the house these people die and that's about the first half of the film I would say maybe the first two thirds of the film and then the last third is actually like uh, kind of an interrogation scenes with the prime suspects and it just kind of cuts into that it's a very odd structure for the film um, I wish they had a Structured it just a tiny bit better. Obviously, there is a little bit of, um, you know, fiction in there, too, and stuff like that. Or nonfiction, like, with what happened and shit. But um, I just... The thing that threw me off about this film and <laughs> knowing that it was... The real murders happened in California, obviously in the USA. They filmed this film in the UK with British actors and stuff. It threw me for a fucking loop, man. I was like, what the hell? This is like a, this. You know, this is an American story that's filmed over there. It, just, it was throwing me for loop. I don't know about you guys, but that's something that always kind of bugs me. I don't know why they didn't do this in America. <laughs> you know, it, it was very off-putting to me. Um, I just didn't think it was that good. I mean, it, it, it didn't have that. The setup to the film didn't have that, that terror to it. You know, like, I mean, I think it's because you know what's going to happen. But even when the assailants break into the house and they start doing their, their thing, it's just it's not that terrifying. I mean, the very first scene where the one daughter, she's talking with this guy on the outside of the door. I mean, that's okay. But it's also because you can hear like Night of the Living Dead in the background in this one scene. So that was kind of cool. But the way this film plays out, I didn't think it was actually that great at all. I thought the acting was really atrocious in the film also, which was another element that just killed this movie. I kept thinking to myself, why are they using these actors, man? This is American stories. This fucking drive me nuts. But the acting actually wasn't very strong. Um, I think the most interesting part of the whole film is not the killings not all the brutality that happens which is okay the killings are a little bit vicious it's, it depicts them quite well to what they how they actually died in real life um, but I think the interviews with the suspects is actually the most intriguing part of it the one character who was the main suspect it, the interview in the film is fantastic, it's definitely the best part about the whole film So, I don't know, I mean that's what you would have to look forward to i guess but cabin 28 man i i can't really recommend this is pretty damn average i'm gonna come in about a 5 out of 10 on this one it's just i wish it was done a little bit better a little more terrifying with the home invasion stuff because if your best part of your film is a police interrogation you know it's it's not really that exciting to be honest so yeah cabin 28 was kind of a miss for me yeah
1: stop watching shit 2017 films I'm
0: watching I'm watching like nines over here and you're watching like fours well I've seen most of the ones that you've seen too but I'm I'm trying to look for other ones that I haven't heard people talk about so maybe I can find that one gem in there or something like that but and plus I knew about this story so I wanted to see how it was going to play out on screen and I was it just didn't really work (laughs) for me at all man like you should have been watching Gerald's game instead of this shit Gerald's Game is it on
2: or so, American Fandle?
0: is it on um, Our, you know I was actually Netflix. Gonna, I was actually gonna put that on the other day but I'm waiting for a time where I can just kind of sit down and marathon it I think I'm gonna oh, like so good, much, it so much because it's so funny yeah I think I'm gonna like it so much I want I want to kind of marathon that shit but um, yeah oh, Gerald's Game is on Netflix it. I wonder if it's on a Canadian Netflix we always I hope so it's a Netflix original yeah we should get it then i know sometimes we get fucked on those you know those things drives me nuts but yeah cool uh jeremy
2: all right last one i guess this will be a pick of the week even though it's not really that good well it's okay it's better than the other shit i watched this week uh comes from the year 2017 from our good friends at dark sky films and it's a film titled, It Stains the Sands Red, from the year 2017. Now, this is another zombie movie I've talked about a billion times on the show that, bear with me, uh, that I uh, am not a fan of zombie films. I really don't like them that much. I don't find them interesting or anything like that. So, uh, But this one was a little bit different. I was a little bit curious about this one because the setup is very interesting. And it can only be pulled off by a actress that does a really, really good job at the character, uh, our main character. And while I think this main actress does an okay job, I think that they could have probably found somebody a little bit better for the role and the film would have uh, succeeded a little bit more. But we follow Molly. Molly is a, uh, she's like a stripper type of a character. And one day she's traveling along the road with her boyfriend Beyonce whatever the fuck he is and they get uh, reared off the road by uh, she's gonna puke so they pull over she pukes and then her car gets stuck in the sand and her boyfriend ends up getting killed by the zombie it's not a spoiler or anything like that it's on the fucking back cover of the box so Molly is basically now by herself with this one zombie and she is uh, basically walking through the desert as the zombie is behind her and she could rest and things like that but the zombie doesn't need to so it's always like a cat and mouse game of if molly is uh far ahead than the zombie she's able to rest but if she takes time uh he's going to catch up because it doesn't need to stop it to rest that's a really interesting idea Uh, that's a really original idea actually i kind of really enjoyed that aspect of the film but the problem is we spend so much time with this character that i feel like it it she's not that uh developed as a main character uh because there's nobody else besides her and the zombie following her so there's nobody really that she has to bounce off uh from so she we're stuck as the audience in her mind with her feelings and i just feel like as an actress she doesn't pull off the role that well she's not a bad actress by any sense but i just feel like this is a role that is Uh, suited for somebody that's a really really uh, well first actor in the sense that she's basically not having anybody to play off of Um, then we get to the uh, two thirds mark of the film and that's where the movie starts to go for me Uh, some uh, you know uh, decisions that she makes doesn't really suit up to what she is as a character, it just has like this tonal shift at like the 60 minute part that that really doesn't make sense uh, because of the way that the film uh, has played out up until this point. And it really, really hurts the film in my opinion, just like uh, the girl with all the gifts. I feel like the ending is just uh, really, really uh, blatant slap to the face of the audience. It's not a good ending. Uh, it's not believable whatsoever and i really really wish they would have tried to um to fill up a better ending that would suit the character's story arc it really really hurts the film quite a bit uh it really actually doesn't make any fucking sense uh they pull a walking dead herschel move in this film as well if you guys are familiar with that film i don't understand how that works but it does but overall it's a really really interesting idea but i feel like this film would have benefited from being a short uh I really feel like if it was a 30 minute uh, short and they were able to condense some of these scenes up and uh, cut them and trim them, it would have been a much more concrete and interesting thing to watch. But the fact that it's 92 minutes of just this girl walking through the desert as the zombie is chasing her, there's really not much going on. And it's really not an interesting thing to watch after a while. It gets stale extremely fast but I still think it's an original enough idea that I think you guys should check it out. Um, it's definitely not going to be in my top 10, and it's better than Filing Shit and Jeepers Creepers 3, but uh, it's definitely not one that is going to be on my list. So I'm just going to come in with a 5.5 out of 10 on It Stains the Sand Red.
0: Yeah, then I, I agree with the, a lot of stuff there. I think this movie... Um is good for you know the first kind of two-thirds of the film i think it's i liked it though i I, you know i agree that the main actress was not developed at all but i mean it's pretty tough to kind of develop that character given the situation that you're presented with right you know for the plot I, i don't know how you would actually develop her but you kind of you learn things through her emotions uh and her kind of you know her flashbacks and memories and stuff which which kind of helps but the the turning point in this film is so out of left field and doesn't make sense because I, I feel like the relationship that she started with the zombie, you know, to to, to go to that level...
2: What, and then it ends, though. There's, there's no, no
0: development there. Like, all of a sudden, it's like she made this conscious decision where she's going to do this, and it just it didn't feel right at all. I don't think that the build-up to that was, was properly done whatsoever. And then the whole shit, like, you know, everything that happens after is just a big steaming pile of shit, man, to be honest. I, I the the end of this film was so disf- so disappointing. So disappointing. And you know the scene that you're talking about where she basically goes all walking dead with that uh, that one's with the zombie there? Explain to me how she managed to do that. Yeah. It doesn't make with any rock. it doesn't make any sense though. Because they actually cut out of that scene, right? She gets this yeah. idea, they cut out and then all of a sudden she's she's set it up. And I'm just like, oh yeah. my god, that's so cheap. And then, and then shortly after, the movie takes a huge, fucking, steaming shit Domp. Totally, yeah. man. But I liked it though. I I liked the the fact of this. It's character. a good idea. It is, man. I I thought it was a really fresh idea, just having this one character with you know, kind of running away, and and you know, the fact that she has to rest and shit like that. I I liked that whole premise and the fact that she kind of named them. I don't know. It was kind of cool, man. I mean, it was cool, but wow, they fucked up in the third act in that one big <laughs> time, man. I was so let down by it stupid the end of the film is just ridiculous too the very end it doesn't,
2: it doesn't even end
0: it's just it's just
2: it's like a, it's just like it
0: ends with like no concrete conclusion but you know what happens though I mean I think if you just you've watched enough of these type of films I think you know what happens but yeah yeah I don't know that was disappointing for sure JP that's all I have see you oh it's back to me okay. Um, really? You don't, you didn't have any more? I mean, I have other
1: stuff, but I I already, I'm, I'm doing them on my channel. Tried to watch a lot,
0: but it's rough going. (laughs) Um, okay. Uh, I guess getting into my, uh, Italian stallion of the week here, um, or of the episode. Um, this one right here is from 1987 directed by Lamberto Bava and it's called Delirium. I recently got the um, the 88 Films Blu-ray in, so I was like, you know, got to check this out, man. It's been a while since I'd seen this one. I actually really didn't remember it a whole lot, to be honest, and so I was curious to check it out. I will say right off the bat, the Blu-ray looks phenomenal. They did a great job with the transfer on this. It looks really damn good. Probably one of the better ones out of the collection so far, so that was really cool to see, but um, basically this one follows our main character, uh, Gloria. She runs a... Um, kind of like a modeling agency. It's, I, don't, I don't know if it's like a full-blown... In a sense, I think it's kind of like a Playboy kind of magazine. Like, there's a little bit of nudity. It's kind of like a softcore magazine for these models and shit like that. And um, so what's happening is her models are starting to get killed off one by one. And, you know, of course, this is a GL, so now there's a big investigation. And uh, But the, the thing that happens is, you know, once her models start getting killed off, her sales start rocketing, right? So every month, the new cover girl seems to get picked off, sales go crazy and shit like that. But of course, she feels like she's gonna be the next victim because every time one of her models gets killed, the killer takes a picture of that model dead in front of a blown up picture of her, Gloria, who actually used to be a model. And used to work for this actually competing company that's trying to buy off her, um, to buy her magazine right now. So that is the story. In step the police investigation, things like that. Um, this is, it's it's a fun film, man. It's a fun film. Uh, it's it's actually really what you would expect it to be. It's pretty sleazy. It's not over the top sleazy though. You would expect with a storyline having to do with kind of soft core stuff that it would, there'd be like a lot of sleaziness going on. There is, but there isn't. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, man, Serena Grady, the the chick that plays Glory in this man. Oh man, she's got like the nicest set of titties ever. It's fucking awesome. Uh, another really cool addition to this film is Dario Nicolodi is in this film too, which we all know her as uh, Dario uh, Dario Gento, is Gento's mom. Um, so this is the longtime partner of. Of Dario Argento. Uh, she plays the assistant to Gloria, which is very cool to see her in this film. I, I always love to see her in Italian film. She does a great job in this one. Um, my biggest problem with this film is actually more or less the kills in this one. Some of the kills are on screen, some aren't. Uh, I think that Lamberto Bava kind of missed the boat a little bit with some of the kills in this one because I think it would have added that element that it needed to have. I think having some of the kills off screen weren't. It just it doesn't do this film justice whatsoever. You really need to exploit those those models and kill them off in the way on screen. It, it needs to be a little bit more powerful and stuff. That's kind of like my biggest complaint. But I do like the development in this film. It's actually quite interesting because you know they set it up with this competitive magazine. You know her, you know her, um, you know the, her competitor. You know, so you're automatically thinking it's got to have something to do with her. Does it or not? You know, like you're kind of leaning towards this. So the development is pretty cool. It keeps you guessing throughout the whole film. Um, pretty awesome stuff but yeah man very very awesomely driven by Simon Boswell's amazing score on this he of course did Demons and Phenomena among films he's worked on hundreds and hundreds of films but he did those scores for those respectable films but this movie just when you watch it it's so 80s it's so 1987 like just the outfits the just the whole aesthetic of her house and the model agency everything is just so fucking 80s i absolutely love the look of this film women are absolutely beautiful it's great to look at story's pretty damn cool it's got a pretty interesting ending actually the ending is definitely not what you expect it to be in my opinion i don't think that you would guess this ending whatsoever in fact i hadn't seen this film in so long i forgot who the damn killer was and i didn't even figure it out until they showed who the killer was so that's always a good thing, I guess. Um, I really enjoyed this one. 7.5 out of 10. Check out Delirium. This is, again, the Lamberto Bava film. I know there's like a ton of films named Delirium. So if you want to check it out, make sure it has Lamberto Bava's name stamped on it. Um, good shit, man. yeah let's get into these featured reviews and it is finally here from thousands and thousands of requests for the coffin joe trilogy um i had a very odd moment today where somebody actually asked me when we were going to do the uh, coffin joe trilogy and i responded i said we are recording that tonight Person was they, very very
1: surprised I'm pretty sure they we mentioned it on the last episode right
0: I did yeah. say that he's like I haven't listened to that yet <laughs> so it was just very really? odd to- yeah it was just very very odd timing I said yes we are actually doing that so I'm pretty sure we had announced it at some point though probably probably because I, I know ain't nobody just requesting
1: Coffin', out, co- Coffin Joe out the blue. <laughs> but like all of our trilogy and franchise shows, there is potential spoilers. So you are warned now.
0: Yes, that is yeah. right. Spoilers are going to be prevalent in this, of course. So first film here uh, from 1964, directed by Jose Moica Marins, also known as Coffin' Joe. I don't really think anybody ever calls Coffin Joe his real name. I think he's just known as Coffin Joe. I think that's even what. Is he
2: like a really famous character in Brazil, or I don't know what is he, his, he like Spider Man to them or something? I'm not. No, like, I'm no. Not, I'm he's not, just
1: it, the filmmaker. Just likes the character
0: because, well, hell, it's him. I and know. He I'm puts just saying. Him in the movie. This is not
1: a well-known character in Brazil. Okay.
0: I actually have no idea, to be honest. I mean, you know that for a fact. That was a good question, JP. Fuck off.
1: No, no, it's a good question, but, but, dude. Like, I, I follow a lot of, of Brazilians, and I've never heard anybody mention Coffin Joe ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? I actually just had this conversation earlier today with somebody, and it seems like a lot of people that, you know... From their native countries, like, um, don't seem to represent their their films as much as other countries do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I was talking to a dude today, and he was like, and I don't watch, I was talking to this German, and um, he said that he doesn't watch German films. He does not like the German film industry whatsoever. And I was like, that's crazy. Right. And then we, on the flip side, we've had, the, you know, like, look at Charlene from the now imploded um, Cinema Attack, who doesn't like French films. You know, and Mm -hmm. like I've seen this be a prevalent thing with people, like from their native countries and stuff. I've heard, you know, Canadians. I don't like Canadian films. I don't know what it is. If it's to be cool, not to like your own country's films, or I don't know what it is. But well, uh, people in the U.S. do that all the time. Annoying. Well, there you go there you go and it, it, it's prevalent like I was very shocked to hear someone say that. And like you know the, the dude from Germany is like I don't like German films they, they, they double their shit and stuff and I'm like wow crazy so who knows maybe it's the same thing in Brazil I'm not 100% well, I'm sure I'm not
1: saying that like <laughs> I'm not saying that cinema fans
0: and genre
1: fans are not big on Coffin <laughs> Joe I'm just saying it's not like Spider-Man
0: <laughs> no 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 but <laughs> like, I, I it's I, not I would... a big thing I would actually like to know, because I have watched his documentary before, I can't quite remember it, um, to know what his status is in Brazil. You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, there's not a whole lot of major, major famous directors that have come out of there. Um, I mean, there is, but there isn't, you know? It'd be interesting to find out exactly what his status is there. I mean, it's obviously... I mean, I'm sure he's beloved by genre fans. I mean, I doubt, like, the people
1: in the favelas are, like... Fucking coffin Joe or more Mark Wakways
0: or whatever his name is. <laughs> I mean he's obviously known enough. I mean he's still technically kind of in the business. I mean he made embodiment of evil just a few years back, you know, kind of thing, so his career spawned over fifty fucking years, so he obviously does well enough that Yeah,
1: but have- I guarantee you that these films do not have a budget, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure he would be like, "Oh man, I wish I could have had more money."
0: <laughs> no, but it's still the fact that it's not even a budget thing. It's more the fact that he's still making films in general. I mean, there's obviously some yeah. type of audience. Yeah, that, I
1: mean that's awesome. Yeah. like I think that's great. But that's you know, I, I guarantee you, a lot of the people that are that support that guy is from this country. <laughs> Who
0: know? Probably, probably. I, I mean, don't even
1: know. I, I would be. I don't even know if I. If there is a release for this film in in Brazil, Brazil's a poor country. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially right now, I think they're going through some tough
0: shit. Well, they always Brazil has um, always been. It's always had its problems. It's always had its dictatorship problems, and, and and I mean, it's and that's actually that's good to note because that's kind of what these films are about. These are like a big fuck you to Brazil and the politics and stuff, right? Um but yeah let's get into at midnight i'll take your soul from 1964 um quick little synopsis here a grave digger prowls the city in search of a female to bear him a son that's actually a really good depiction of the film that's exactly what he's doing um yeah man guys thoughts on the film so
1: first of all i was like I would like, I forever I've known about these films. I never wanted to check them out. It's one of those cases where I thought the title was stupid. Um, It just seemed silly to me. Uh, And um, I knew I would eventually see them. I just wasn't like in a rush to see them. They they actually surprised me in terms of like what they were actually about. Like, I I expected it to be like cheesy or something, but um, good old coughing Joe um I, every time i say coffin i just Man, think he goes up there, like bro. coughing like <laughs> 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 um but yeah so one thing i i mean i was expecting like way shittier quality than it actually was two i was pissed that all three of these films were subtitled i really was not in the mood to watch subtitled films but um, it didn't it didn't affect my viewing experience. I just didn't feel like watching subtitled films. And uh, these are obviously uh, I, apparently this is the first horror
0: film out of Brazil. Yep. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. And, and, you know, the interesting thing about watching these films with subtitles is that, you know, a lot of these type of films, you could kind of, you know, half ass read them and kind of get the whole gist of everything. But there is a lot of dialogue that's actually meaningful in these films, too. It's, you know, it's pertaining to what he's trying to say within these films, too. Right so it's kind of interesting like the more you you, I mean you could probably I mean it's it's very it's very political it's very political especially for the time this was made in 1964 I mean Brazil again was going through another rough time with their government their dictatorship and shit like that and it's very prevalent I mean Coffin Joe's character he's an undertaker Um, that's what that's how he makes his business and stuff and his life goal is to um, bear a son to basically he believes in his heart that when he bears a son, it can actually save society. It can save the world because he—he's like the most conceited, cynical type <laughs> per- character of all time. But he truly believes. I don't that- know.
1: I don't know a ton about po- politics, especially in nineteen sixty-four mm-hmm. Brazil. Yeah, um, but I, I do know that I w- throughout these two films, especially, I was getting like strong like Hitler vibes off of Cotton, Coffin Joe. <laughs> no
2: man, he goes up there as like, he goes up there with. Uh... Uh, Strohstrom's character and the Phantom's character is one of the most mean-spirited, bastard characters yeah. of all time, man. Yeah, well, for sure a bastard. Bastard. Well, the- like, that scene, my like one of the greatest scenes that I've seen in, like, a long time, or one of my favorite shots that I've seen in a long time, is when he's sitting at that fucking table and he's eating that lamb and that recession is happening in the background. Like, I just... That just screams what his character believes in and what he's all about. That shot is my favorite shot in the trilogy, it's so fucking powerful. It's awesome. It's so good.
0: I get it, man. And, and, you know, the reason, I mean, the reason why Coffin Joe's character is such a dick and the way he is is because he's pissed off at the world that he lives in and the oppression of the you know, the um, the Brazilian government is just a huge fascist corporation, military run, and they've gotten everyone to believe in, which he constantly, constantly talks about it within these films, is, you know, the figment of their imagination, you know, which is God, right? He fucking, he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in the, he doesn't believe in any of that shit. And that's mm-hmm. something that was pushed on all the people, you know, in Brazil was religion. And he was totally 100% against that. So that's kind of what created the character that he is—he's so fucking pissed off that he doesn't give a shit about anybody because all these people are fucking sheep. They are followers, you know. I mean, because they were forced into it, but they, at the end of the day, didn't have their own mind to even fight it. And that's what he's trying to do. He's—he's he's basically trying to bear the child, which he believes that can save the people, can overrun this fascist government, and you know, and do something about it. You know, and I, I really, I think it's so strong and, and prevalent throughout these. See, I, I, love I don't that.
1: really get like a ton of like. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm misreading it, but I don't I don't really get a ton of like government like that. He sees like the government is the problem. Like, I think, well, that's where the, re-
0: the human race is is no, no, flawed no. and he wants to make it better. He's not talking about the like the whole he's talking about the Brazilian people, though, because you have to remember the reason why they were so religious there is because the government made them be like that. That's where it all stems oh. from. I mean, it's, he doesn't necessarily say government. But that's implied. I mean, if if you know anything about just Brazilian history, I mean, they were always so, the people were so oppressed. They, they didn't have a mind of their own. It was a dictatorship, right? They were basically told, you have to believe in this God. And I mean, it's still it's still like that today there. It's crazy. Like, it's, I mean, it's not as fascist as it used to be. But that's what he's said. He's basically standing up for, you know, everything that he doesn't believe in. He's saying, fuck you guys. My son is going to change everything. I,
1: I, I saw, I saw the film a little bit different. Honestly, like, like I think, I think Coffin Joe is like. I don't, I don't know if I want to think of him as doing it for. A good reason, like I, I just like think him he's kind as, of an anti- as despicable, like where he just like a Hitler like he's he's the guy who's saying that no. his bloodline is the best, we need to eliminate anybody who gets in the way, continue this bloodline it's it, it's the
0: future no. well no the, the reason why he's saying that is because he truly believes that there's no God, and he's like everyone else he's like my son he's going to take over, and he's going to tell everybody that You know, believing in this, you know, this figment, you know, in this fucking phantasm, you know, and it's just not real. It's not reality. You need to stop dealing with that shit, man, because it's fucking up your whole your whole ways. Everyone is just like the same person. He fucking hates that. He absolutely hates that how everybody is just the same. And, you know, this is a big fuck you to those people. So I think he's just
1: a bad dude.
0: Honestly, he's, an, he's an antihero. I think, I think he's he, just a bad dude. He theoretically is an antihero because, I mean, let's face it, he does evil bad things. I mean, he's he's raping and killing and you know, he's going about his ideas in a bad, mean evil way. Like, yeah, there's no questioning about that. I mean, you don't just you don't just kill your wife because she can't bear a child by, you know killing her with a spider kill everybody I, I, else I, I do life. not see him as an anti-hero at all like not even the slightest well this is what he's trying to be like he's trying to be a hero by burying a child that's essentially what in his mind you know yeah
1: in his twisted mind mm-hmm. which he's wrong yeah like I'm not well I, obviously I, like, obviously
0: I, he's not going to change the whole system the whole oppression that you know the Brazilian people have been You know, dealing with for centuries or for like hundreds of years by burying a child. I mean, it's the idea is ludicrous, but in his own mind, that's what he truly believes, which is crazy. That just adds to how nuts he really is. But the subtext is there. The subtext is there. It's all about trying to save the people at the end of the day. I mean, I don't know.
1: I I don't. I don't see the film like that. I look at the film like. Uh, there's this character who is very very much an asshole like he he's he's blatantly blaspheming right like he's mm-hmm. blatantly uh doing all these things he's eating meat on the holy day mm-hmm. uh he's raping he's killing he's he's uh doing every despicable thing that you can he's yep. prideful he yep. all the all the All the religious things that say you shouldn't be like that he is that and then prevalent throughout all of these films is a strong religious foundation and i think that the story is more about a non-believer somebody who is purposely blaspheming being sort of um you know like punished for it and and it happens in all three of these films And I think that the the filmmaker like you look at this film and you're like, oh, man, it's so anti everything like it's it's such a bad, bad movie. It's violent. It's but the end message is Coffin Joe's bad and he's going to hell. And if he did and if he did believe, I think the filmmaker is very religious. Well, you see that in the second movie, you know? Yeah, I think the filmmaker is extremely religious, I would guess. And he's he's acting out these fears. These uh, I almost get like a Guillermo del Toro type of vibe off of him, where he's like he's 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 showing you an illustration of these hells, of these scary things, of these ghosts coming back to haunt him. Very much like something like um, uh, what, what the, a Christmas Carol. Like it's it. I think it's amazing but I think it's amazing for a different reason than you do mm-hmm. I don't see much of this like anti-hero political thing I see a very evil person blaspheming and going through this this uh, war path of of destruction that is that is metaphorical to to society uh, but is also uh, well, placed on this one person and then it you're seeing his his punishment unfold because all these films end with Coffin Joe being, you know, <laughs> the uh, the, uh, the punished for what he's doing, you know. Well, of course, and, because and it, it's sort of this um, ongoing problem, uh, this ongoing fear of Coffin Joe. Like he's he's so anti-religious, but you can tell deep down he fears. What if they are right, and then I'm gonna eventually meet my maker for all of this bullshit that I'm doing. It's mm-hmm. interesting. I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm.
2: man that's one of the more smarter things you said this,
1: oh, t- <laughs> this,
2: this since we started yeah i don't know man i, I don't know look well, at get you getting all analytical and
0: I, i've always i've always seen it in a completely different way i mean i mean he doesn't show any characteristics of an anti-hero though no but i mean i mean except for the fact that he's he's trying to i mean again he's he's a very trying to be a martyr in well in i mean i guess not a really bit, he's just He's just so damn cynical. He's so conceited. Like, he just—I mean, in a sense, man. I mean, he talks about it so many times where his child is going to change everything, right? So, right there, he is trying to show a little bit of good. He wants his son. But no, he's not.
1: He's—he—he's saying that he will be immortalized through. A perfect bloodline because he is so perfect which will because he does he knows that there's no afterlife or in his head he believes there's no afterlife Mm -hmm. so he selfishly wants to live on through somebody else it's not that he cares about his son saving the world it's that he selfishly wants to continue yeah, I mean, that's how
0: I. That's that's just what I. How I read it.
1: I mean, <laughs> that obviously
0: these are theoretical. Oh, of course, of opinions. course. I mean, I just I, I look at it from the political view of the time, though, too, right? I mean, the people are still being so oppressed. I mean, I kind of look at them as like almost like a shake Guevara type character he's he's kind of like the liberator in a sense and that's well, how we, he
1: is oppressing at the same time he's telling everybody that they are bad
0: and he is good well of course he's telling people he's holding, he's holding way or the them highway out. well he's telling yeah. people that they're bad because he is so because they believe in the non-existing god that he doesn't believe in well, it's so everyone around him they, is that it's
1: not even that they be- like okay here's the here's the thing right it's not even that, that he that they don't be- believe in what he believes he oppresses them for something they can't control, like not being unable to bear a child. Right? Like he doesn't have. Well, to that's, kill all, his wife. that's all. That's all selfish. He just though. he can just leave her. Yeah. But he kills her because mm. he sees her unfit to exist on this planet.
0: Exactly. So, so exactly. he
1: is the oppressor.
0: Uh huh. Mm, not really. I don't. I well, don't really see Is it.
1: that not though? It, when you when you when no, you push that people that down evil. because they are, don't fit your needs, isn't that oppression?
0: I mean, in a little, in, in a sense, it's a little bit contradictory. I mean, if you look at it like that, in a sense, I mean, what he's doing, killing and being evil and shit like that. Yes, it is kind of going away from the sense of what I think he's trying to accomplish in the long run. I mean, I look at it from the big picture of, of the society that he lives in. I mean, he, the reason why Coffin Joe's character is the way he is, is because he fucking hates what the government has done to the people. And he talks, but about they you. never
1: say calls, government anywhere in the movie. They all He says but is he implied. hates
0: sheep. It's in, he
1: hates people who yes, are religious. But he hates but, people. That, that's what
0: they're talking it, about, though. That's it's it's, it's a hidden message. But totally he also he also
1: hates people that are just not genetically there, like somebody who can't have a baby, for yeah, example. Well that, so that, why does that, he
2: like the Hunchback then in the second movie? That makes.
1: Well, I mean, that's because he's well, he's, he's just using a servant. Him. He's his just
0: helper. It's just it's not it's the same as
1: having a hand butler. Hand yeah. Well, like like I honestly, because, because Coffin Joe is a little bit contradictory.
0: Him. He's a little bit contradictory, but I think but, he's but a, not
1: necessarily because even people who hated black people had slaves that would do things for them, mm. right?
0: Yeah,
1: like but, so it's not like you can look at the butler or the the hunchback as a slave that is that, that's going to do his bidding or whatever like yeah. that. Like he doesn't have to like him you know what i mean so but but it it's not only that like he okay he's anybody who gets in his way with anything anybody who who uh, he sees as lesser than him he doesn't he he he
0: hates he despises but he also and but most, it's everybody though it's actually everybody because he deems no, everyone. no
1: because he he he, for the most he part. says like he says like that he sees the guy like beating his son and he's like He's like, that is your bloodline, like that's important and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: But he, he does so, mention, I mean there's a little he, bit he, there. but he does mention though, he does mention a couple times in the film that kids are the only innocent ones around. I mean he even showcases it in part two. Is it in part two when the kid falls down? I think it's in the second one, and he kinda like caresses oh, him he he sh- loves kids. and he shows <laughs> and he shows that emotion towards kids, and that's really uh-huh. because he truly believes that kids are the ones that could probably turn this thing around. And you know, uh-huh. and that's just that's where he's I coming just, from.
1: I just, it's, it's. See, coffin like, Joe doesn't I find exist. It interesting that you coffin Joe you doesn't see it exist all that way.
0: Coffin Joe doesn't exist in a in like our world, right? Because we have we can make decisions in this democracy. In Brazil, where the people were literally told that you have to believe in God, that creates problems within people. When you're told like, to do something that you truly don't want to do your immediate reaction is going to be, you're going to be a little hostile. And this was
1: happening in 64? Yes,
0: yes, it is. Yeah, Of course it was. And so Coffin Joe is the extreme example of that person that is is really acting out. He's not a perfect person, though, because obviously he's killing people when he shouldn't be doing that. But at the end of the day, he wants to turn things around, essentially. That's how I see that, with burying that son. Yeah, he goes about it all completely wrong. And even some of the impressions you get by perfect race and things like that. I can see where you're coming from with the, um, the whole Hitler thing, but it's not about that because that's what he's trying to get away from. He's living in that, that dictatorship right so. there. He's living in the dictatorship and he fucking, he just loathes it. I mean, he talks about, you know, the, like I, I there's one great line. I can't remember what he says, something about um, the figment of your egotism. He uses that line and I'm just like, oh dude, that's amazing. That's amazing, and like, there's so many like, just there's just so many hits. It's not even that underlined in the film either, where he's just fucking giving it to the fucking to the uh, government. to the government man. It's a total film where he's standing up. He's like that. He's saying, "Fuck you guys, man." You know, it's it's a big fuck where, you. Where do you come in on this, at Jeremy?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew more about the history of Brazil. But yeah, I, I mean, seen, that would like, help.
1: <laughs> I don't like, really know
0: anything. Well, I mean, pregame, I looked it up. I looked up some of the stuff because while I was watching the film, um, even after I, f- I finished the first one, I did just a brief kind of look up and stuff. And but, but I knew that they were in dictatorship and the military had taken over some time and they were really corrupt. It was very, very corrupt. Um, and there was different time periods. And so I looked at the time period in 1964 and it was pretty fucked up. Then it, there was a so lot are so
2: corrupt. Why didn't he just get rid of Coffin Joe then that he don't that
0: he didn't agree with his fucking. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's pretty, maybe not that simple. Who knows? I mean, there's probably tons of people that were, you know, trying to rise up. I mean, it's no different than yeah, Vera, well, trying to liberate I, I the people and you stuff. Look right.
1: At it, I think if you look at it like he's an antihero, it really it really hurts the film. I don't because think he's an anti-hero. No, I don't. I, me, I don't
0: I don't necessarily think so. I, I, I mean, maybe to a point, but I mean, he's because like,
1: what's the message here? The message is like, oh, do whatever it takes, like rape, kill, murder, <laughs> as long as it means a better future. Is that the message? Not really. I, I think. <laughs> I think. Like, it, well, he, well, like what's I, the director saying? That
0: the, the director's saying is that. The the world of the world that they live in basically needs to be changed by having by murdering and raping people. No, no, no! (laughs) By burying the child that is gonna—he's gonna be part of this perfect race. That is
1: a fucked up way to think.
0: Mm -mm. No, I lose
1: respect for that director. If 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 he thinks that that's the answer, come on.
0: I I don't see what (laughs) I
1: don't know.
2: I I mean, what,
0: what else? I see
2: JP's theory more than your theory moods.
0: Okay, but you always agree with them, though. I mean, no, no, true. no,
1: that's not true. Oh,
0: do you? But, okay, honestly, Jeremy, true. how did you view the film then? Like, I mean, if you know the history, of, but if he's an anti here if he's like trying to just
2: say that, like, oh, I'm just gonna rape and kill all these women so I can put my son in this woman so that he could carry on what I believe and not what's actually going on in society. That's pretty fucked
0: up, dude. He's trying to get rid of. The oppression. Yeah, by, r- by raping and
1: murdering. Yeah, that's I didn't, not a good message I, I, I,
0: to send. I didn't say that that was a good thing that he was. I said he was going to, he was an evil person because the world that he lives in, in that oppressed world, has created that character. He's lashing but, out big but time. If you're, I'm if not, you're not saying it's the right about, way. About he's going. lashing out yeah, by okay, murder. I, I feel you on that. But yeah. I'm no, talking no, no, about no. the, the he's, But he's not, he's not like serial killing. Like, I mean, there is a point. Like well, his, He's serial, he's raping, you know, and he's killing okay, you his friend. You look friends. at his wife. You look at his wife.
1: His best she, friend he kills because he wants his wife. Yeah. I, he kills I, his own wife because she can't bear a child. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, there is... There's still, I'm not saying those reasons are right. I'm saying at least he ha- he's not just doing it, you know, like a fucking serial killer kills. You know, I mean, there's actually a point to his madness in his own but fucked my, up evil mind.
1: My argument is if we are giving credit for a filmmaker to use a metaphorical approach to uh, sort of um, talk about a social issue going on. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you also talk negatively about the filmmaker if if his message is is delivered shittily,
0: but I don't think it is. I mean, I'm or
1: contradictory. Not, I, I, it's I, clearly contradictory. If you're I mean, saying that yes, he's it, looking it, to improve the world, but he's doing all of these things that are hurting everybody around him in order to save the world, that and and the end result is that the world, sh- the, the, the like same. basically, basically, <laughs> you're saying is that 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 this would be a good thing to do, but it It's
0: not <laughs> I didn't say it was a good thing. I said his approach is No, no, I'm not saying definitely you not are good. saying, that.
1: but I think, I'm saying talking about the director if he is delivering this message, I think what if he's you're saying giving is him is
0: that, props, I think what he's saying is that you know the oppressed world that he lives in has created this type of character. Unfortunately, the only way that I can go about trying to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish here. Is by it's doing by raping, is by doing bad things because you have to re- realize. I mean, at one it, at times in this in his world, he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in the devil well, and shit so like we're that. We're not so just that talking means, like, about did- bad
1: things. We're talking about the worst things that you can mm-hmm.
0: do. Yeah, because he's a selfish asshole. He's proven that he's a very very cynical asshole, conceited person. He believes in his mind that he can fucking change the world. That's insane. That's absolutely insane but he's going about it in the way that the the government and the society has made him into I mean like I said when you're told to do shit that you don't want to do but you fucking act out when
1: there's innocents that are living by that government and they're fine and then you have this one person that's going against it mm-hmm. who's an asshole yeah. and he's the worst. Yeah. To me that sends an opposite message. That sends says, well everybody else was doing fine until this dickhead came along. Like to me that's wow. what that's the message that you send though. It is the message that you send. If you're saying that that everybody is living their normal lives, mm-hmm. being good people, looking to get married and 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 all this stuff, not eating their their meats on these days and living a ri- righteous life, and then that is bad because they're rolled under this shitty government. But yet they're the ones not committing any felonies or sins or murders or, or atrocious acts. Because he's the only one that's you have willing to stand up and do who's something against it. But he's not standing up to yeah. do anything. He's yeah, just he's ra- really but, standing up. But no, but,
0: Hitler stand up by killing six million hi, but Jews. But in his mind in his mind that's what he feels that's what he truly feels does not I mean, mean that you're but, it, but
1: i think but the I director think what we're is illustrating is, like, is, is is directing this character into that which which if you're saying he's trying to send a message he's sending conflicting messages is like, is my problem with yeah, that agree more with jp on this one
0: i honestly don't believe so i don't believe so
1: you don't think that that's conflicting messages
0: what the, to the have the, evil to that have the character
1: who's supposed to be saving the world be the most awful person, and the people who are apparently uh bad, which is the government controlling everybody, yet everybody else is fine no, and dandy. Not
0: really, he's he's really depicting exactly what they've made him into. I mean, this, they, is, this nice is what people. he's shown, this is they're, what he's they're, shown. They're, no, nobody's having issues.
1: Nobody, but the, but in the film, they're showcasing them as good people, as people who want to get married, as people who are just living normal they're lives.
0: More or less showcasing people that are going about their lives in a way that they're forced to. I mean, th- there's but no,
1: they, but they don't they don't illustrate that in the film. He does not illustrate that these people are are forced to be something that they don't want to be. He does not illustrate that. He he only he only illustrates Coffin Joe's bad behaviors. He doesn't illustrate the government's yeah, bad behaviors or these he's people uncomfortable.
0: living. He's a product, because he, he's a product of the fucking shitty ass oppressed government. And that's, But that's, why is
1: nobody else the product of it? Like, you're not illustrating that they're uncomfortable in what, well, the way you, they're living.
0: <laughs> because, because you can only have one fucking, you can only have one person in the film. I mean, let's face it here, man. I mean, you're not going like, to have... What
1: do you mean you can only have one person in the film?
0: that is doing this type of what do you want you want to follow fucking 30 40 people that are doing the same shit well
1: why can't you show the everybody uh, oppressed and depressed and and uncomfortable with the way they're living like if that's your message why would you not why would you show everybody happy until coffin joe comes around
0: i don't know man i don't know
1: i don't know But on another note coffin joe man i'll tell you what dude like he is a dis- ass dude like he, he's a son of a bitch like when he's whipping <laughs> that dude and it's it's like he's truly getting joy out of like like haha i'm better than you i yeah. whooped your ass and now you must beg for me to not well, it's like, you know
2: it's like course, take the money if, it's yeah when he's taking the money dude because he's whipping when a he sheep talk, man
0: he's whipping yeah. a sheep he has no respect for any of those people because they're all Fucking sheep, God lovers. He even. I think I don't know if it's in this one or segment. one. He even, he even <laughs> uses the term. People. He even <laughs> uses actually in this film. He even uses the term Bible thumping. Yeah. <laughs> like all these people are pieces of shit because they are just following Listen, I, I, this I agree. person. Agree.
1: I agree that religion should not be forced down your throat. But that's why he's th- such a bastard. They By
2: They raping, created. He's telling. He's telling.
0: He's telling. He's telling, the, the, you know, the this is what you've created. You know, you could possibly create this type of fucking. That
1: That is not illustrated by his character at all. I think so. He seems completely selfish and only in it for himself. He does not. He he, he is. Even even if that's
0: true. He is committing every sin possible. And at the end of the day. Even if that's true, still showcasing, that, the end still of the day, showcasing he's, that he's
1: punished for what he has done. Yeah. So the director is saying
0: that this guy is bad. Well, because he's still committing evil acts, of course. I mean, at the so nothing the day, we, gets solved. We all this know guy... that. We all know that if you're committing all these these heinous crimes and shit like that, it's probably going to come around to bite you in the ass. We know that. And, but I think at the same time, I mean, it's still he's still trying to give it to him. He's like, this is this could potentially happen. You know, the way you guys push people and the way you guys tell people how to live their lives. And what to believe in this could potentially happen you could create people like this you know i mean this is 1964
1: well is he showing you what is the product of that or is he showing you somebody who's standing up against that i think because now you're saying something
0: different i think he's saying both and that's what i've been saying i mean i don't think it's perfect you know depicting violent acts and i mean especially the rape part i mean I mean, that's a little tough. But then again, that's that's the selfishness in his character, though, right? I mean, he's willing to do anything in his power to have that son, right? Which he literally says that is going to turn everything around. But
1: he is the dictator, though. That's the problem. Coffin Joe is the dictator.
0: (laughs) Well, it's because he's turned into that. So he can't be out to save it if he is it i i don't i don't see him as a dictator at all i see him as a force that people are scared of because he is willing to stand up against he's everybody
1: he's everybody's literally afraid of him
0: because because he's, they're he, scared of what
1: he'll do exactly like he 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 expect he is not fair he takes what he wants he ma- makes everything his way or no it's because way because he has no respect sounds like for a dictator
0: anybody. to me it's because he has no respect for these people you have to remember I mean, he probably. Who knows? I wish there was a little bit of stories showcasing. Well, there might where be all oh,
1: special edition synapse versions that we have. Oh, here. I'm is. sure there's. You know, maybe just feature. a little bit of
0: history no? of of his no. character and stuff oh, yeah. like that. I mean, it would be interesting to show him, you know, kind of developing into this person. He's finally at the breaking point. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna be a force. I'm gonna go about shit my own way." I'm not saying it's the right way, but that's how I see it. I see that he's he's a broken person. Well, just man.
2: like with the it blurriness, you're wrong
0: know <laughs> but seriously, I guess we'll find out about that, right, Jeremy? Yeah, you. I think
1: that the director is is. I, I think Lucky that the director, motherfuckers. I think the director really knows this character inside and out. I think that he he is projecting projecting some of himself and and maybe a struggle with temptation and religion into this character. But at the end of the day religion conquers all or at least his god does like that's the message that i'm seeing from this and i think that you know especially this guy being very from brazil or you just like can, brazilians are known win.
0: for being very religious huh they're simply not known for being religious are you saying no, I'm saying I'm saying Brazilians are, are very religious. So
1: watch any UFC fight and the first thing that any yeah. Brazilian does
0: is yeah. make an excuse JP, and then love JP, God. I'm telling you is because that was I mean, over the last hundred and fifty, two hundred years in Brazil, that's been for it. They've been told that they have to be like that. That's why so many Brazilians well, I mean, are so Catholicism religious.
1: Catholicism always like that area, like like uh, Latin Americans and 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 La- Spanish descent people are very are very catholic to begin mm, with like mm. like spanish italian like those those are
0: are, are very yeah, not, strong those, catholic yeah not not all those countries were you know
2: wait did you just fort- say fucking latin america's italian What's no i said
1: italians are also very catholic
0: i'm just saying a lot of those countries were not are. necessarily forcing their people to you know 100 percent be like this too i mean it's just like it, it's like the old saying, man. I mean, it's kind of cliched, but you know, sometimes people are product. I mean, you've even used the term before too. You've seen it in your life, in your everyday life. People sometimes become products of their environment, right? Mm. I think that he was the the way I see it. He's well, the person. I mean, that got nobody so be, tired. would be
1: religious if they weren't re- raised religious. I mean, like, it's obviously about it.
0: I mean, we can't deny this, man. He is one hundred percent. Fucking against the religion, he—he's the fa- the fact he doesn't want to believe in the devil and shit like that.
1: Yeah, he's, but I'm talking about the director. I think the director is religious. If I would p- take a guess, I really assume because because the way that he ends these movies with with re- the religion being real, God being real, mm-hmm. and you being wrong, I, I would assume that the director is religious. I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean
2: honestly I really I think the religious overtones way more prominent in the next one than this one.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. that it's a further battle with that sort of um inner demons and things like that. Yeah. But uh, do you guys want to get into ratings here with the uh, at midnight I'll take your soul.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, dude, say
1: something. No,
2: I went first <laughs> last for what we watched. All right,
1: I'll go first. Uh, I absolutely loved it and adored this movie. I thought it was great like I I saw it completely different than moods did but I still saw like the message that I seen was still very powerful and I really really liked it for the reasons that I stated in the review uh, I, I love the religious overtones like I love that it's this battle uh, of religion like it, it I think that this is how you integrate religion in a film masterfully um there was just a few issues i had it could be something in translation but like some of the dialogue was weird like coffin joe will say these like like awful things and then the character will react weird where it's like it's like well he just told you all all this and then you're gonna be like oh don't do that because it's against uh it's it's a holy holiday it's like dude he just said that he'll he'll (laughs) <laughs> he'll eat lamb. he'll he'll find meat even if he has to cannibalize somebody and like i don't think he cares that it's a religious holiday but there's a few moments in this i can't, I wish i would have wrote them down because there's a few lines of dialogue where it's like that made no sense that the character said that said that but besides that uh first time watch i i believe i could even come higher on this film i was really impressed with the level of violence for 1964 uh just the shocking nature of it uh, I'm coming in at eight point five out of ten for right now, but I really truly think that I could come up higher.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I've always said that this film is insanely shocking for the time. I mean, 1964. You didn't see a lot of this type of ah, this type of depicted violence, man. Like, I mean, just the rape and the pillaging and the killing and just it's such a powerful film man with all however you want to interpret the film i mean there's still the the religious fact the religious facts um it's uh it's it's a crazy film man i see coffin joe is like he's so evil because he doesn't have beliefs you know he just he only has a motive you know um i just he's such a fucking evil character and it's crazy when you really think it, it it's
1: it. one of the best truly like to me, there seeing fans that character, man. seeing that, but even yeah. like seeing any depiction of evil, like you see it in like a film we mentioned, The Omen, with with the the child, and like like there's a, there's a difference between saying someone's evil and actually like seeing it. And to me, just acting the way he does, yeah, is more evil to me than like saying demonic prayers and or like i don't know just like everyday acts of violence against your fellow man he d- to me is much more
0: evil yeah man like, like like there's a great scene in the bar i think it's during the fight or whatever and he's like well for every person i kill the price tag goes up <laughs> you know? yeah it's like it's just is funny he just says okay, shit here's, like that and it's like was, fuck man
1: here's what i was trying to get at I couldn't think of somebody, but Michael Myers, he's pure evil, right? Yeah. To me, I never see an emote of evil. It's just like he's a he's a he's a wandering killing machine, but like, it's almost more soulless than evil. While Coffin Joe seems downright evil, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I and that's what I love about it too, and that's where it comes back to being, you know, that product of that dictatorship, man. He, he became such an evil entity. And I think that's what he's saying. You know, it's like, you created me, man. This is th- you created all this problems by doing this to the people and me included, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fight against it. And and it just, he does it in such a, a violent hideous way. Like, I mean, killing your own wife in the way he does, because she can't bear a child. Is what just, about his
2: best friend? The just, best friend is more messed
0: up. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, he kills his friend and rapes his wife. And, and you know th- there is one part in the film, and I guess it's because he just has that type of presence. But after he kills his best friend and rapes the wife, she ultimately hangs herself in the film and uh, she leaves a note and she doesn't blame Coffin Joe for her suicide
1: that's Which, because she thinks she's gonna get revenge through the other side of life but yeah he, that's that's did, her prime
0: motive it's crazy man and and that's you know that that's one of those things where they they, they honestly i mean if you they honestly if believe, you believe that believe
1: it then yeah
0: they honestly believe that i mean
1: i mean she's right though
0: yeah it's exactly I mean, what happened i guess she was right in this in this instance but uh yeah man it's uh it's a very powerful film and i've I think it's crazy it, it's it's just one of those really nutty stories very very powerful and it, it's hard to believe that this another these thing that we are, didn't
1: even talk about sorry to cut you
0: off but like set design and atmosphere it's oh i'm getting fucking there. thick <laughs> yeah dude i love the atmosphere um the atmosphere in the film is is like amazing you can tell that this was probably shot like on some type of sets for the most part
1: oh um, yeah sets throughout but i love
0: but i love that type of feel though man it has that kind of enclosed, isolated feel that just feels small town. Because it's supposed to be set in like a small Brazilian town kind of thing, right? But it really does add to that. Um Really good stuff, man. Really, really awesome stuff. And w- one of the coolest things I love is Coffin Joe's look. His actual look is just amazing. He- he's this undertaker. He's dressed in all black. He wears a cape and a top hat with this like perfectly trimmed beard. His look is like phenomenal. It's hard to believe that Coffin Joe isn't considered to be one of the more evil villains in horror history to be honest like i just
1: think that these films aren't known that much and i think it has to do with i've never seen any of these films play on tv i've never seen any of them them on tv well i know but i'm saying i don't think that i i think that if if they were more well known i think people would talk about them like they do with the major franchises and and major uh, icons because Coffin Joe, especially after the two films, I know he appears in other films too. Like, I just, I'm so surprised that more people don't know about Coffin Joe,
0: honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet you Dave hasn't seen any of these. Yeah, but you know, Dave surprises me sometimes with some things he hasn't seen, though. Who knows? Who really knows? But yeah, man, um, great atmosphere, awesome, really weird sounds in this film too. It's got like a very strange kind of. I don't even know how to describe the music and, and the sound effects or this. It's really weird. It's just it's very off putting and offsetting when you're watching when you're watching this film. But I love it, man. Uh, nine out of ten for me. It's great. It's a great film. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's it. That's it. Just eight out of ten. What else do you expect?
2: Anything else? That's the way I, the way I roll. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't expect right. anything more, I guess. <laughs>
2: Can you hear me call myself shit like eight times during the hour and a half we've been going?
0: Alright, man, let's move into uh the year nineteen sixty-seven, uh, with um the second part in this trilogy called This Night I Will Possess Your Corpse. I always you know, I always found it interesting, JP, that you said that you didn't like the title of these films, but I love these titles. They're a little bit harder to remember. No 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 no. I well, they're like they're like the twenty
2: two shots of moots in horror, you know. They're
1: I just... lo- I love these titles. I don't love Coffin Joe. Because like, I have known these films as Coffin Joe films. Like, I never heard them, by, or I never made a correlation the actual titles. But he's an undertextual He's I Joe. like <laughs> Well, I understand that. But to me, Coffin Joe sounds like it's going to be a silly movie. Um, but This Night, I'll Possess Your Corpse, and uh, hmm. at Midnight, I'll Take Your Soul. I actually love those titles. I find that like, so interesting.
0: It, I love the name Coffin Joe. I, th- I think that's just awesome. It's I think so now that I have
1: something to sort of an idea of what it means but like I don't know I just I just pictured like some dude carrying around a coffin like his
0: name was Joe and he was murdering people like that's just that's he's just not, what I pictured he's not fucking Django come on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um but no I came prepared I actually was wearing I'm wearing my coffin Joe shirt right now so I feel like I'm in the in the character I'm evil like him tonight man he's a <laughs> badass fucking, he's a fucking badass yeah man um yeah this night I'll possess your corpse man I, I could honestly never remember the title of this film I'd be like you know the second film in the trilogy possess that what <laughs> I, can t- I don't know I just can never remember these fucking it's titles. like the
2: 22 shots of moods in horror you know it's <clears a throat> fucking long ass title
0: it's not that long come on um I, that's a. these are long titles for films let's face it that's a long title for a yeah. film yeah so, mm-hmm. Anyways, getting to the storyline. Uh, Coffin Joe is still looking for the perfect woman to give birth to a son of his. And clear to the past crimes in the first film, At Midnight I'll Take Your Soul, keeps terrorizing the people in a small town with his iconolist and sadistic practices. Yes. That's what he's doing.
1: Yeah, in this one, he he is putting... More of a emphasis on getting the right woman, like yeah. in the previous film, he kind of just picked his best friend's wife maybe because she was hot or something in this film, he wants somebody that is strong and has has no fear.
0: Well, he does fear is he did think in the first film that she was the right one, but I know what you're saying in this one. he takes it to a whole another level and starts to do more Yeah, he thought
1: she was the right one, but he didn't give an explanation or yeah.
0: like any reason why he thought
1: that. In so, this one, he makes it more of a point to to uh, a,
0: the, to see women who don't exhibit fear and, and things like that. I, I, always, I always found this so interesting. I mean, if you ended the first film the way it ends, you know, you would just automatically assume that Coffin Joe was dead. Right? Yeah. He was dead. So <laughs> in this film, they it, it actually starts out exactly where the first one leaves off and it shows him not dead i mean in that same position but it, it, i find it so interesting that it's always kind of interesting i want to hear your guys thoughts on this but um the same people that he was you know terrorizing and pillaging in the first film essentially nursed him back to health even though they knew that he was responsible for all those crimes they could have just let him die. Yeah,
1: it, it honestly doesn't make a ton of sense, and I think it. I think it comes back to like, I want to do a sequel. Yeah, I killed off my character. I just gotta bring him back somehow.
0: But they just depict it like works. they depict it like in such a in such a kind of in a soft. It looks too. like
2: his eye. He looks like his fucking eyes falling out of his head. It was falling
0: yeah. out. I think that's maybe what happened. I think maybe that's why I kind of think that maybe the film did better than. Than we thought maybe or something maybe it had some type of following and he decided well i can make a sequel and shit man, my i was hanging out of my head what am i going to do with this but i think they took a, like a very soft approach because when they nurse them back to health it's like there's it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of bad like they're really trying to just nurse them up to you know put them in jail kind of go thing. back Alex. well i
1: i think that i think again that that might be intentional to show like the good nature of human beings, that's, and that's to how I h- highlight the despicableness despicableness of Coffin Joe.
0: But even though, I mean, we're still humans, and we know if if we know that someone's responsible for doing evil and heinous crimes, I mean, we're probably going to do everything in our in our power to try and put this guy behind bars, or do something even more drastic like capital punishment. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, like, you know, he, he gets better well, I mean, he gets let you off on these, all these that, crimes. But, but the, like, that, that's where the the film kind of fills itself in the in the start of the film. It's, he, they just kind of let him go, you know, even though yeah, they like – It's definitely – Well, definitely. they
2: pretty much let him go on the next one, you know. I well, I mean, but they
0: – did they have any evidence on him? Well, that's the thing. They said all the evidence, it was all insufficient evidence. They actually even say that too. All his crimes, or he was let go due to insufficient evidence. I was like, holy shit, man. He did a lot of crimes. Like they didn't have anything on him. (laughs) It's like, holy fuck, man. So so they ultimately let him go. And of course he continues on with his with um you know his, he, like, his, his pursuit of,
1: does it like right away <laughs> it's like i uh, hope coffin joe doesn't go stir up trouble and it's like right now. away he has like six women <laughs> now the well, first... no he
2: saves a kid first though yeah, that, yeah. that's that's what I he does about. do and, then and you're good. like
1: oh maybe coffin joe's not such a bad guy and he changed it after all everybody's and thinking he fuck, well,
0: fucks up the dad but he, but he literally says this though he's like children are the only innocent people so of course when that kid crashes he kind of yeah. nurses him back but I, I just love it i actually want to get your guys opinions on this when <laughs> when goff and joe first gets released from the from the i guess now jail or whatever or court or whatever he was in um you get introduced to bruno the hunchback fuck me man yeah. it, it, the first time i watched his film i literally burst out laughing at the, the hunchback look like that dude looks creepy as shit i don't know he, what he it
2: reminds me of boris Karloff's character and uh an old dark house like he looks just like that
0: he does you probably based it off that to be honest right you know it's very similar but man isn't his face like just so fucking creepy well
2: it's it's like it's not a fucking villain film without a hunchback assistant well that's what i'm saying universal i I feel like i feel like this
1: dude it was a hundred percent inspired by universal horror films like yeah like there's so much like total like it feels like a universal film at times Mm-hmm. Without the raping and the... oh Yeah,
2: obviously. Uh, murdering and nudity. A lot of nudity in this one.
0: There's a lot of titties in this one. Well, a little bit. I mean, it's. I guess it's kind of... I, it's o'clock. for still, yeah. but... You know. So, my question is, you would you guys consider... Because I, I don't know how far back this kind of sub-genre would go, but, you know, in his pursuit of finding the perfect woman to bear his child, he is basically kind of turned... The narrative into like almost like a torture film it's like torture porn <laughs> would you consider this to be like a very a early version of it because I mean essentially that's what he's doing he's writing these women through tests I mean honestly I them. would.
1: I would kind of even argue that the first one has a lot of that I mean it does I like, think it's real. maybe not to this extent but like
0: I mean, he's exactly. in a lab, dude. He's like in a laboratory with an assistant and he's like, <laughs> it's like very torturous, man. It's crazy. But I just, I, I kind of laughed out loud at this and I was like, I wonder if this is considered to be like the first like real torture porn type film. <laughs> you know?" I'm making an argument for it anyways, but, um, I think this one's, I think this one's great, man. Um, you know, it's more of the same, but I do like the general idea of him getting very, very mad scientisty in this one. I think it's kind of interesting that you, you took this angle with mm-hmm. it. Um, I do like that. I think this movie is definitely too long, though. I, I, I just so yeah,
1: I, w- I was going to say that. It, like this one, definitely suffers from length because it doesn't have. Enough story Something. to stand on
0: to no, it, to tell it this long. Yeah, it yeah. definitely doesn't, man. I mean, they do kidnap a fair amount of girls in this one to kind of keep the story going. Yeah, but, but it's
2: just like kidnapped and then kill them in well, some that, other way. That's kidnap,
0: kills. It's essentially it gets very dull after a while. It's event- yeah. yeah, it's a, it's very repetitive in itself because there's really he he doesn't seem to be getting anywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like he just kind of does the same thing over and over again. And this one run something like 25 or 30 minutes longer than the first one it's, yeah, it's, it's like an hour yeah, 48 I think it's, minutes I
1: think it's like 22 minutes longer and I'm like man dude like if, if you tighten this one up and, and cut 22 minutes out of it and yeah. made it the same length as the first one it would be perfect mm-hmm. and I will say this like I was not liking this one as much because I just feel like that it didn't have as much to offer until the depiction of hell. And then I'm like, okay, this goes up like a full point for this.
2: Like whatever happened to like fucking what's up with us watching weird-ass hell sequences?
1: Dude, I love it. I love it. This one is so good It's like 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 this
0: weird kind of...
1: It goes to a color film. That's such yeah. an artistic choice that I love.
0: Oh, dude. You know, and it it's... goes
1: from black and white to color when he's in hell. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is this. Like, I'm like, dude, this Juan Marquette. What's his name? The director? <laughs> okay. Jose no oh, you should know how to say yeah, it yeah like this guy got chops man like i like i haven't seen anything else he's done obviously i don't know if he's done anything else good i don't even know if you can get a hold of some of the other stuff i have nine but, of like, his films this guy should have directed like 30 movies cuz like <laughs> i i really like this guy's style and artistic approach to things
0: no dude his other films were actually quite good um i mean i have the like the coffin uh, joe collection that came out a few years ago and it's got obviously these two films and then it's got a documentary and it's got a bunch of his other films but yeah he definitely does have his own kind of unique style and he really that's one thing about this film though i think that you know from 1964 to 1967 you can tell that he became a little bit better of a filmmaker maybe not so much as a better editor but you can tell man this one is a little more polished it has a lot the cinematography is a lot better in this film but um, you can tell that he was probably liking this film and he just didn't want to cut anything. It's definitely one of those yeah. products I felt like because he does do a lot of better shots. Like the first film, it's a lot of still shots and there's not a lot of really great cinematography in the first one. He just manages to capture a really creepy atmospheric vibe to it. Where this one does too, but I feel like he definitely moves the camera out a lot more. There's definitely different angled shots and things like that. And then he showcased his skills with help he just took it to a whole different level and putting it in color, I think, was probably the coolest thing ever because it really just, it, it jumps out at you, you know? Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of showcasing <laughs> that it's real. You know, it's like, it goes from yeah. this world of black and white to hell, color. Hell was it
2: just in his mind. You it's know, actually, actually,
0: yeah, he's like it's actually, actually real. fucking real because it's in color. It's very vivid and it's portrayed yeah. on screen quite literally and man i I think it's one of the most creative things i mean you gotta remember this is 1967 also people aren't doing a lot of this type of film right so give them kudos for this man that was cool and it's a long scene too you know that was
1: it's it's a great scene it's a great depiction like obviously like some of the like pitchforking and stuff like that like they're not really they look look very prop prop like Mm -hmm, and mm and the choreography isn't isn't great but at other times it is pretty good like the spike that they're doing where he's hammering the spike in the head that looks good
0: I think so and um the legs and arms and shit that are sticking out of like the quicksand or whatever oh
1: dude it's like so good it's it's not even like quicksand it's like they're they're trapped inside like cement walls like and it's just terrifying yeah like and I thought that was again like such a great character moment for coffin Joe like Mm he like it it's it feels good to see him punished but it also feels scary because you start thinking about like sins that people commit and like what what's enough sins to get you there and it's like i'm not religious at all like at all Mm. but like i can put my mindset in a situation in which it's all real and it scares the fuck out of me and in
0: in this film it does a good job of like of illustrating that yeah and it's interesting how he sets up that scene too because it's it's technically a uh um dream sequence but you know the way it the way it leads into that scene is that there's like a it's basically kind of like an alien that pulls him out of his bed like i don't know what he was trying to get there i don't know how you read into that but like that whatever pulls him out of there
2: i was gonna ask you like how does he get there (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, there's this, like, weird yeah, kind of tall, like, skinny alien, but I'm like, what the fuck? Where the hell... Is-? I guess it's just something to throw in there, I guess. I don't know if that has any... I mean, meaning. is this
1: supposed to be an alien or, like, a demon? Yeah, or like I know. A-
0: I wasn't... Because to me, it looked like an alien, but I was, I was pretty sure it was supposed to be, like, a demon from hell, but it just came off looking like an alien. I wasn't sure, but... I don't know. That's like and some creepy ass that, shit. That
1: that hell sequence is such quite a long sequence, dude. It, it looked like, like it took a minutes. lot of work to set up.
0: Yeah, well, you can tell. There's so much more work put into this film. I mean, you look at all the torture sequences. There's a lot more effects going on in this film. Um, body mm-hmm. counts higher. I mean, he deals with like real snakes and you know and shit like that. There's a lot of. The budget was bigger. You can tell the budget was bigger in this film. Let's just put it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Which you know it it doesn't you know it doesn't make it for worse. Sometimes you get a bigger budget and you do retarded things with it. But um, I don't know, man. I, I I think that's one of the coolest things. I'm I'm glad that you guys are digging these, man. Because I actually was a little bit worried because I kept kind of pushing on doing this. I'm like, I wonder if I'm actually gonna end up liking these films. But um, no, I, I was definitely
1: surprised by them. I, I didn't expect that. I mean, I I thought that it was possible that I would like them, but I just didn't expect the Quality that they ended up being, mm-hmm. you know. I, okay. I, I mean, I expected like shitty Brazilian, like kind
2: of like. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting that. Just by the way people were talking about them, you know.
0: No, it's probably because I'm the yeah, one that recommended have them. People always
2: talk highly about them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's because I always recommend them. Sure, so like, oh well, they must be fucking shitty. Jesus Christ. No, well, I just didn't know what
1: caliber of movie they were. Like, I didn't know if they were like, like, obviously they're super low budget, but like. I didn't know if they were something like shot on video quality or like I, I really didn't know much about them and I know I know
0: like, like Hersher Gordon Lewis type um, quality yeah yeah like <laughs> shitty effects and well, like I think shot turns into that well I mean uh, the, no, I, I, no I don't really think it's that
2: bad but well I heard from like his other films get pretty oh like some of the
0: uh, newer ones yeah yeah I mean I haven't seen well I mean I guess I've seen a couple of newer ones but I've seen most of his older stuff so, kind of has this similar vibe and shit. I haven't, yeah.
1: You guys want to get into ratings? Sure.
0: All right. Good. Uh, is it my go for? Okay. Um. Yeah, man. You know, it's more. It's more the same. It's pretty much the same storyline. We got a little bit more torture in this one. It's it's fun. It drags though. There, I feel this one could have definitely. You know, it, it could have had an edit. <laughs> you know, it could have been definitely trimmed up, and you know, kind of. Yeah, you know, I just yeah, it's my biggest complaint with this film. It just feels like it's way too long. Uh, something that we didn't even cover in like the first one, but you know, the, the film starts out with basically breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> you know, like them talking to the camera. It's prevalent throughout this too. Like you get this in the, in this film too, which I I like. I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. I kind of dig that. Cause it kind of puts you into like a different world. Um, I don't know, but, um, good stuff, man. This one definitely isn't as good as the first one, but I'm going to go with an eight and a half out of 10.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh Jeremy, same
2: rating as the first one, eight out of 10. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I like this one just a tad bit lower than the first one. Uh, I think that we expressed that that it's a little bit too long. But, man, that hell scene really, really, really honestly gave me enough out of it to, like, bump it up by an entire point. Like, that was, that was so fascinating to me. Uh, so I'm coming in at an 8 out of 10 on this one.
0: I just feel like, you know, how – I don't know what you want to call them, like the mob – I guess the, the whole mob angle that's coming after and stuff. I feel like some of those things drag. I think that's kind of what my what my main beasts are with the film is when they start going into that bullshit. I don't know, I just don't find those scenes that great. I pretty much any scene that Coffin Joe's not in, it seems like it's kinda kinda drags a little <laughs> bit, to be honest. But <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. No, it's you know, it's it's definitely good. Um Alright, so that is gonna do it for that flick right there. Um, that's like, Opus your Corpse. Fuck, I almost forgot the title again, man, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> o cara tava encana, pena máxima. Só na cadeia matou quase 30. Quero ajudá-lo a capturar e matar o
1: assassino de meu pai.
2: Isso é coisa de um homem só? <laughs> Será que você se pode chamar aquilo de homem, <laughs>
0: Penso que eu estou vencido, enfraquecido pelo tempo. Serei sua. Faz seu filho em mim. Por você e por um filho seu, eu comeria da minha própria carne. Yeah, man, that was done in 1967. And then we jump, Mm -hmm. we jump like 40 (laughs) years into the future here, man. Like 2008, he decides. Who would have thought? Yeah, he decides he's going to round out this trilogy 40 years later. It's insane with embodiment of evil. And it actually kind of takes place in in real time. I mean, this one takes place 40 years after the events of the second film, which I'm a big fan of. It's cool. I'm a big fan of when they do that. I mean, this was done really well in the Psycho franchise With the the original one to the sequel, which we've talked about many, many times how much I love that. So that's kind of cool that they did it in this one. So, Um, yeah, synopsis, the grave digger, Coffin Joe continues the search for the perfect woman to bear his son. (laughs) So, yes, this is what we get in this one, man. It's more the same, uh, except for now, Coffin Joe is an old ass man, which, you know, in itself is kind of.
2: It doesn't work as well. I, I, it it, it
1: I, I love it. it I honestly yeah. love that he's old and and it, it looks different in this one. Like I'm, because it's the same actor, and it's like it's like okay, this is what Coffin Joe would look like if he was old as fuck. Because it's literally the same guy. Yeah, and, and he still looks the same enough. Like there's facial features that are just like. Oh, he got okay. a
2: little
1: fat. He, he's the yeah. exact same, but his na- <laughs> his
0: nails are just grotesque in this film, man. They're like, oh. uh, they're just they're nasty. grotesque like,
1: in all
0: them, But my yeah. only question is, though, like, okay, so he's basically got the same idea, man. He's trying to find that perfect woman to bear his son. But now he's like, I'm assuming he's probably in around 70 at least. You know, he's in his late 60s. He's probably 70 years old. So is your plumbing really working that well down there? Like you're 70 years old? I mean, old?
1: if you're a superior being like Coffin Joe, it is good point um, i can't argue but, with that i can't argue I mean, with that i i mean there are i mean shit i think hugh hefner's, more than Jerry does, hugh, Hef- so. hugh hefner's like last son was it like 70 or something
0: <laughs> i mean I, I guess it's it's not totally unfathomable well, that Coffee you know you can be burying children at 70. Something but,
1: called Viagra, so. yeah yeah but um it's first of all like you know? i love okay like i did not know what to expect from this sequel uh, I I didn't I actually thought like when I originally got this set that I bought on the Target sale, I assumed that all three of these films came out in the sixties. I had no idea until we were about to do the I show. Had no idea JP. The the, the <laughs> third one was in two thousand and eight, yeah. and I was like, I was like, what? I, and I figured it. I honestly like before I even watched it, before I knew anything about it, I figured it was like somebody had gotten the rights like synapse and it was like an in-house production they just wanted to do a third coffin joe film different actor different director like all that stuff but and it, and it i was so surprised to see not only was it the same director redoing, re doing you know re, continuing his franchise but he acted in it uh had similar plot elements continuity and it even tied in perfectly with the other two films
0: yeah yeah i, I mean, was that- so happy about yeah man I mean exactly I mean this one well I guess doesn't necessarily take place right after the first one but it ties it in with like clips I mean they even they they have kind you know and
1: well, not only does it tie in with clips but it's literally the people from the original film haunting him the original film's haunting him yeah, yeah. years later and it's like all the people that he had done wrong to like again like christmas carol stout coming back or, or, or something like that and and it's it's i think that like artistically it was an amazing approach to make them black and white. Like that was so incredible to me. I was Mm. like, this is Mm. awesome. And for the most part, it's practical where they literally have like a white paint on people that make them look black and white. Yeah. Like even the knife that the knife and the chains and different things that were on the people at the time, like like they painted them and stuff. And and to me, when you're talking low budget films, because this is definitely a lower budget film, like you get that vibe, you can tell and to do it in modern time And still to have like these like level of like detail and like this like creative output when you're you know held back by money like to me I I thought that that was really cool like and it made it made this film
0: like much more enjoyable. (laughs) When I first ever thought it would be (laughs) when I first watched this film years ago when it came out I was fucking I had to rewind the part where they show um, how Coffin Joe doesn't die at the end of the second one. Right. Because now, now now, it's new footage with a young version of Coffin Joe, yeah. which is obviously yeah, played by yeah. a different actor. But yeah. I'll never forget this, man. I, I was watching. I went, what the fuck? They fuck? He? That's so smart. He filmed that shit? And then I realized, I'm like, no, it's in fucking wise. No, it totally was like different quality. But the, the actor, the actor that, that they got. That would have been genius, though. They, oh, totally. But the actor that they got to play the young Coffin Joe looked identical to him. Like, that was some good-ass casting, man. Really damn good casting. It got me. You know, I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. But I I think that's really awesome that he actually went that, you know, that went that extra route and did that, you know, actually showcased that, went out of his way to do the casting and do that shit. And and so, and then it leads us into the modern day where... uh, But I like
2: that, like, like... He he pushes the boundaries with what he had just like he did back in the day, you know. He he adapts to the new style of violent films that he was trying to show mm-hmm. you know, back in the sixties, you know. That's what I like about him. Like he, he like he adapts to modern times. He just didn't he just doesn't create a film that was, you
1: know, pretty much the same it would be cheesy shit and today. I, no, I mean the first scenes when he gets out of jail shows Coffin Joe like walking through now yeah, like high rise cities and stuff, and it, it's very interesting to see that. It even shows him yeah, yeah. see like some junkies huffing paint on the on the sidewalk, you know, just to kind of put <laughs> things in perspective. And you can just see the
0: distaste in his face too. He's like, "Ah, these yeah. fucking heathens." But it, it's yeah. an interesting setup, yeah. So he gets released after forty years. And, you know, he's met by Bruno, which now we get a reoccurring character right there, which among reoccurring characters, is actually the colonel with the eye patch. He's from the, the second film, too. He gets his eye poked out and shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's now
0: on the fucking hunt to kill him because he's heard that he's out of jail. Um, but it, it's... Did you just fart, Jeremy? Is that a fart? No. Oh, wow. That totally sounded like you tooted over there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I digress. Uh. So... I I found this this setup to be so interesting. Like, it must be Coffin Joe's legacy, or Bruno already had this thing set up, but as soon as he gets out, Bruno shows him he's still got, like, this dungeon-type deal all ready to go and Mm -hmm. shit like that. But there's people willing to be his servants already. And right off the fucking hap, we have Coffin Joe testing them. If you want to be my servant, if you want to help me find this perfect woman, you have to pass this test. pulls out a box of guns they each take one and he's like splatter your brains all over and they all just pull the trigger and of course the guns aren't loaded they pass the test I'm like holy fuck yeah. that's a fucking amazing start man I was like that's so cool yeah, I man I thought
1: that was cool too yeah so powerful Yeah. I thought man. that was great yeah, I just, and then you have that scene where uh, they give that chick the hallucinogenic drug and he cuts off her butt cheek and she like eats it for him and dude, I'm like yo this is fucked up man like
0: a new meaning <laughs> of eating ass
1: man yeah oh yeah for sure and then like there's a scene i forget what happens or why it happens but where they like peel somebody's head off and i was like (laughs) oh like there's some good gore up in this that's what i
2: said that he like adapts to the times of what
0: what audiences want i thought that scalping was brutal man it looked so good like it did it really did look so good man oh man dude like there's a bunch of moments. I, I think. I think one of the most powerful moments in the film here is when he's fucking that one chick or whatever, and <laughs> and uh, he had just killed her aunt, her aunts, right? And they're fucking yeah. hanging above where they're yeah, making blood the
1: starts dripping,
0: and on it them. starts dripping, but then it starts like pouring blood rain and shit. It's just like it's a it's an awesome scene, man. It's a really awesome scene. I got me thinking. I was like, hmm. Now, did the director of fucking uh, Evil Dead remake happen to see this movie? I don't know, <laughs> but it's rain and blood, man. I just love that scene because she's like, "You killed my aunts? Okay, well let's do this. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? It's just his character is so powerful in this film. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy, man. How he just gets them to do this shit, man. It's pretty awesome stuff. But there's, I feel like he didn't try to overdo it and glorify the violence. I mean, this is more or less very. In the vein of the second film, he's kind of torturing and killing. He's trying to find the right woman and stuff. But there's one scene in this film where I've never seen it before. This is the only film I've ever seen it in. But it's involving a rat and a vagina. And just oh like, yeah, hey.
1: that was fucked up, dude. I, you know what? A I, get a of goes, I get vibe. I get. Fucked, fucked up, up. man. I, I get a vibe of like this is like a like he reminds me of like a and Water.
0: <laughs> yeah, this director. He really does interesting it's interesting but yeah I, f- I feel like that was just wow that was that was hardcore man that was fucking yeah hardcore. yeah
2: right?
0: yeah. Uh, yeah there's you know and i was very very happy you know when i first saw the film that it wasn't like low budget cg i think that would have just completely destroyed the i film. know
1: man i i know like i was like watching this movie i was proud Mm -hmm. i was like this homie went and 40 years later is like you know i'm gonna dust off the old uh uh top hat and i'm gonna make a new coffin joe film Mm -hmm. and then he he completely made a coffin joe film oh like yeah it's modern yeah it's a little bit different but it feels like a coffin joe film to an extent it like he doesn't betray what he did before it's not covered in cgi and bullshit Like, it's like, oh, wow. Like, like he put effort in and made another (laughs) Coffin Joe film 40 fucking years later. Bravo, dude.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But he adapts to the times. That's what I love about him.
0: I I really love that, too, man. There's a great scene in this film where he's walking through the graveyard and he has the vision of. uh, Oh, shit. What's her name? Is it Laura or uh, what's the character's name that hung herself? But anyways, he sees her in the in the uh, in the graveyard and I just, the way it looks, man, oh, dude, it's fucking creepy as shit. Like, the way he reacts to it, too, he's just, he he actually looked terrified in the film. It's like, shit, that's a real flashback from, like, 40 years ago kind of thing. But I I just love that scene. I thought it looked fantastic, man. But I'm just glad, you know, that this film didn't dumb itself down, that you didn't take the easy approach, and he actually kept with the practical effects and shit, man. It's, It's awesome, man. But, you know, again, this one still has those, it still has all those themes, man. It has themes of you know the religious factor and stuff. I mean there's one character in this film, the the dude that has atheists like literally tattooed on him and shit like that, right? So he's still spewing out that that whole shit um to the fullest, really. I mean, Christ dude, I mean, there's a lot of hypocrisy in this film too, though. I mean, when it really comes down to it, I mean, see the the I've always had problems with this. When you have religious figures in films and they're willing to do things that you just would not do in real life, even though Coffin Joe is, is an absolute bastard, evil being, you're not going to have a fucking priest go or a father go out of his way and try to set up a killing like, or even do the killing himself. There's so much hypocrisy in that. I mean, th- this religious figure is, you know, when you're part of religion, you're supposed to be not committing sins right? So I've always had a little bit of problem with that because they depict that character in this film and they show him wanting blood. And I'm like, dude, like you're a fucking father, dude. Like you're a priest. Like you should not be even considering this, you know? And I, I've always had a little bit of problem with that. I mean, you got to admit that's hypocrisy. I just fall straight there. So I don't know. That's really kind of the only time I just wish they didn't have that character in the film. At all. I mean, because you already have the elements of the colonel who wants blood because he fucking bludgeons out his eye, made him blind, you know, all these mm-hmm. years later and shit. You already have that, that, you know, that type of, um, you know, that battle right there. You know that's going to happen. You don't need this priest and shit. It kind of, kind of annoys me, even though the priest was connected to, you know, a family member that had been killed before and stuff. But I still feel like it, even showing that is just, maybe he's showing how corrupted is there. I don't know what he's trying to do with that, but I, it's just the way I see it anyways. What are your guys' thoughts?
1: No, I agree. I agree. I think that one of the things with the Coffin Joe films, like kind of a plot hole is that he's always shown that hell exists or, or the, the religious tones are real. Mm-hmm. Um, and he clearly, the character clearly fears them once he finds that out yet each sequel it's like he did like it never happened you know what i mean like he yeah like he doesn't fear them anymore and then he re-fears them again like it's it's kind of problematic but it, i guess like i don't know like that that's probably one of the things oh i, I read online that while we were talking here that uh jose or uh, jose um jose. actually <laughs> well i mean it's weird because in portuguese sometimes no, 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 no. This is not Mexican though. This is Portuguese, yeah, not Spanish. They're Brazilian. Sometimes the J's are actually pronounced J, like the like Jose Aldo. That's right. Like he's, yeah. he's a Brazilian. You know what I mean? So it it Spanish and Portuguese are a little different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just like the R's are pronounced H's, like like uh, Henner, which is R E N N E R, if it's at the beginning of the sentence. Anyway. Uh, he does. He some of. The, I believe some of those nails are actually real. Like he doesn't clip it. He he finally clipped his nails and
0: like. <laughs> still, <laughs> he actually is <laughs> coffin Joe. <laughs> Holy yeah, like, I, I guess seems... so. like he
1: finally he, he he, uh, oh, he.
0: damn! I don't
1: know about in this one, but um, it says that he grew his no. He uh initially he wore long artificial nails, but over thirty years he grew his own nails to grotesque lengths.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's fucking Pretty crazy. crazy man it's
1: nasty you Earthly. guys want to get into ratings on this third and final Coffin Joe film
0: yeah yeah why not Jeremy go same rating across the board
2: 8 out of 10
1: All nice <clears throat> alright uh, yeah I I was super impressed with this one honestly like, I, I mean I, I, I love Coffin Joe turns out like all three of them like like this one was the gore really really made this one worthwhile like there was some nasty stuff going on in this film and this is the type of movie that would have been perfect for my halloween marathon that i'm doing this halloween uh basically a couple of us are getting together we're each picking a film that none of us have seen but is known for being really good. This one would have been perfect any of these three. Embodiment uh, of Evil is probably the better film to watch with a group just because of how gory it is and and it, it got some great gore like that rat thing, the the sex with the ants hanging and like all this stuff, man, yeah, the scalping. You. The scalping was oof. I mean, that was I was like, "Whoa, wasn't expecting that." But yeah, uh, I'm coming in to 8 out of 10 on this one. So, um I love Coffin and Joe.
0: Yeah man I'm I'm really happy to hear that. I wasn't 100% sure if you guys were going to dig these films or not. Uh when I was watching them I'm like I don't know man. I just didn't know. Um but you surprised me. You surprised me. Um fun film man, you know again same themes in this we got a lot of atheism, oppression, um all that shit. There a lot of torture, great kills in this one. I this is it's a fun film man. We even get some maybe some necrophilia? <laughs> in this one uh, towards the end I don't know I really that that scene is just it, I don't know I really don't know what to think of that it's just bizarre but uh, I'm right there too man I got it rated at 8 out of 10 also I think it's uh, it's definitely one that you could probably enjoy with a few beers and just watch the gore man it's good shit <laughs> so Coffin that, Joe was a blast so that is gonna do it for the Coffin Joe trilogy Yes, I am very, very excited that you guys enjoyed these. Again, I'm just, I'm very surprised to be honest. Um, I, I didn't think you guys were gonna like the third one for some odd reason.
1: Yeah, I could totally see why you would think that too. Like, just, just because it's just like a lesser. It feels like more indie. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And Uh. it's not like old school indie where all of the indie films from. Like that era still felt like movies because like mm-hmm. nobody, like anybody, just couldn't go out and make a film back then. Now it's different, so you get the indie is like a lot lesser quality. Um, so it does feel like very indie, but no, it, it was still. It, you, I think the the quality filmmaker shines through.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. So again, that is going to do it, man. Uh, I think we still relatively made a long show. Yeah, it like three and a half hours. Even, even <laughs> though we cut out like half the show. <laughs> I don't know how we managed to do that. That's impressive. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. I uh, will be back next week with a- another banger. Another franchise that we are knocking off the list of franchises to knock off the list. And that is child's play. I'm very, very excited to get that done. Um Yeah, man. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I know I'm sure Jeremy is his favorite film, so yeah. yeah. Child's fuck play, Fuck the man. Chuck. <laughs> fuck the Chuck. Anyways, we got to get the fuck out of here. Jeremy takes that.
2: All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 115 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. As always, if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you could do so at youtube.com slash moods616. If you want to follow JP, a.k.a. the man who should not get the Puppet Master box set, you can follow him at youtube.com slash J. And as always, you can follow me on my channel at slash nesruler22. And as always, if you have any questions, you can leave us an email at the 22 shots of moods and horror at gmail.com. That's 22 shots of moods and horror at gmail.com. Please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina. slash 22 shots podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, you can leave us a voicemail, but we still won't answer you at 724 426 6665. And as always, join the Facebook page, Facebook.com, search bar 22 shots of moods and horror. Join the community and tell Jerry how big of a fucking asshole he really is. And as always, follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash 22 shots podcast. So that should be it, everybody, for episode 115 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast. As Mood says, we'll be back next week with episode 116, where we'll be dissecting the Child's Play franchise. So that should do it. Hope everybody is. Doing well and have a good week and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.